Mike, turn your games down. Hi, welcome to another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helberton, and who's rough and doesn't like sand with me tonight? Uh, I am Peter Begun. This podcast has Bingham Pankratz, author of The Fifth Civilization. And this is uh, Carrie. I was not deleted from the archives. Carusetta. <laughs> K-R-O-O-S-E-T-A on Twitch and YouTube. And we are here to continue our trek through Star Wars. And we are covering Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Or the episode can be titled Attack of the Clones, because I'm not putting all that in there. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just too much. I don't like titles being that long. So yeah. <laughs> we are here to talk about the movie that came out in 2002. Damn, that was a while ago. God, this is over 20. Yeah. This is over 20 years old, right? Yeah. 2002. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking it was 2004, but it is 2002. Yep. And directed by Lucas, and everything done by Lucas, unfortunately. Screenplay, mm-hmm. story. Screenplay, story, director. Yep, yep. Producer, I see. Man of all trades, and <laughs> why not? Because look at the final product. the final product is actually mostly good if you just take out some of the dialogue right and this is generally regarded i believe as the worst star wars movie by many people it kind of yeah kind Um, of goes on there with phantom menace it's kind of a toss-up between the two but generally i think this one due to anakin is widely considered the worst one so uh, of the you you mean before the uh, rise of skywalker right (laughs) because well yes i guess I was in, saying, the, right? yeah. in the time when there were six movies, the general consensus, I believe yes. among fans, from what I got, was that this was the worst Star Wars movie that's ever been. Produced. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. And I enjoyed it. And I still kind of think it's like the second worst Star Wars movie or maybe the third worst, not counting, you know, silly stuff like the the Christmas special and so on. Right. <laughs> that holiday special was hot garbage. Yeah. 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 I think Rise of Skywalker is definitely the worst for me. And I, I, I'm not a fan of uh, The Last Jedi either, honestly. It's better than this, probably, but it just kind of depends on what you're judging it by, you know? Yeah, and I think opinions can change, too, over yeah. time. Like, I feel <laughs> Unfortunately. like what we've gotten, what I've, we got before the show was a general consensus that, you know, maybe this movie is more fun parts than we've been led to believe over the decades. And it has been decades at this point. Yeah, and it's it's been decades for me. Like, I definitely have not seen, I, I have not watched the prequels in at least 10 years, right? At least 10 more than that. I'm sorry. I'm making you do it all over. Again. Yeah, I'm doing it now. <laughs> well, no, you know, I'm glad because I had a, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I enjoyed Phantom Menace and I enjoyed this not as much as Phantom Menace, but I still enjoyed it. So maybe, you know, maybe as I become an old man, I'm more forgiving of these prequels. We'll see about it. I, I never, I didn't, I didn't even like episode three when it came out. So we'll see what happens with that. I at least, I at least really liked episode one and two when they came out when I was 16 and 19. So. I cannot remember my opinion of Tackle Holmes when it came out. I also don't think I even saw it in theaters, but I don't remember. It. Oh, I definitely did. I so remember long. exactly where I saw it because I have like a very strong sense memory of what of the uh, audience's reaction to a certain big scene that we'll get to like. <laughs> It's the only time I've ever participated in an audience applause, and I'm ashamed of it, but I was 19, so you got to forgive me. I remember seeing it at the Midnight Show. It was the first ever midnight movie I went to. I was in high school. I, yeah. No, I might have been younger than. It's hard to remember. You're one year younger than 2002, because you graduated, what, I was, 07? Or no, I was in high school. I guess it was in eighth grade. That would be. Yeah. Oh, wow. 
Hey, we both graduated in 06. Yeah, we were in the same year. What am I saying? Yeah, and I'm I'm five years older, so I was in right. college, but I was like my – I feel like this came out in the summer, didn't it? Yeah, like May or – I think I, we could we could look it up, but I think it was May something. Yeah, I feel it like it came, I feel like I was home from college already because I saw it in my hometown theater, not not in my college town theater. Yeah, Star so. Wars movies used to come out in the summer as opposed to the recent phenomenon Christmas. of like Christmas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now no Star Wars movies come out anymore. So hey. <laughs> right, but you know what? That might be a good thing. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's they, need a, they need a break. Right. <laughs> I want more. I, I honestly, I feel like if they would just they would let the people that make their tv make their movies then people would fall in love with star wars again it could very well like let let the uh born identity guy make a star wars movie now right i think it's people that yeah it's closer to happening yeah and don't do trilogies just do standalone films like trilogies are fine but you have to plan out stuff like you can't just be like all right, this movie, you're going to do one idea. The next movie, you're going to get some other director to do his own idea. Then we're going to scrap everything in the third movie and start over. Yeah, that's the whole thing is I actually think The Last Jedi has a lot of cool ideas. And I think Ryan Johnson is a really good director and a really good writer. I think it's really well directed. And I think the acting in it's really good. And I like one of the new I like Rose a lot. I thought she was a really new, cool new character. But it was such a swerve from what they were trying to do. And then the next movie just feels like angry about it. Like J.J. Abrams was pissed <laughs> off at Ryan Johnson and went out of his way to throw everything in Last Jedi in the garbage. And I have my own. I have a lot of issues with Last Jedi. I don't think it's the worst Star Wars movie, though. I think you know the, the Rise of Skywalker is so much worse because <laughs> mostly because I mean for so many reasons. But anyway, as, as the prequels go, <laughs> I do still think this is the worst of the prequels. But um, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Same. That's that's fair. And, and I, I was. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was going to say I. I think it's. I don't think it's great, but I will defend it more than I will defend Phantom Menace. So, we'll get to it. But. Well, <laughs> before feel, we recorded this, yeah. before we watched it, like a couple weeks ago, I think, or at some point, maybe it was last. No, when we did Phantom Menace a month ago, <laughs> Peter had said, "Well, you know, he's like, I kind of like Attack of the Clones." I'm like, okay. And then, so I, I had that in the back of my head. I watched this movie twice <laughs> before this recording, <laughs> and I walked away enjoying it. And I did not, like, I, I remember I watched this movie before Rise of Skywalker came out. I went through and watched all the Star Wars films, but Return of the Jedi, because I just got burned out by that point. And, I, yeah, this isn't, this wasn't as bad as I remember. You just skip all of Anakin's dialogue, and the movie's great. That's what, yeah, <laughs> that's, great, what I was, that's what I was saying before we started, is I, I literally just, whenever he would start talking, I would try to get through it, and I would go, I don't, I just don't, this is wasting my life. And I would, my life is worth more than this. <laughs> And I would skip ahead a little bit, and and then it, I I ended up enjoying it a lot more that way. I just uh, I know Hayden Christensen is allegedly a good actor. I've only seen him in one thing other than this, and I didn't I wasn't impressed. But he may be a really good actor, but he's not good in these movies. And it people are no. like, well, it's just George Lucas's writing, and I'm like, I mean, is it? I mean, there's other actors in this that aren't as bad, and he was writing their lines too, right? I, I don't know. Right. It's a but, combination. I think it's just bad direction. I think he was a young actor. and Yeah, he's young. That's true. And, and you're also playing such a big cinema character that I think almost anybody you got was going to do this wrong. Yeah. And, and somebody in, I think, and in, in maybe in one of your, your followers um, or fans was saying, well, you know, you got to take into account this and this and this. And, and my, my thought process was, <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's true. I think it was but even if I take into that stuff account, 
it's still not enjoyable to watch, you know, like it may be well acted. It may be that he's actually doing a really good job of portraying an incredibly annoying person, but it doesn't make it less annoying to watch it, you know? Oh, I know who that was. Okay. That wasn't Kendall. That was Isaiah. He's been on the show too. So yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I didn't disagree with what they were saying. Like they were right. Uh, just my, my kind of, I was just like, but it's still not fun to watch, you know? No, I don't. I don't, I mean, the whole thing we can get into real fast. Like the whole idea is that since you know he hasn't he hasn't talked to women, he's lived his whole life, you know, pretty much in the Jedi, you know, in the Jedi Temple after he meets Qui Gon and everything. And the idea is that she hasn't really interacted with people, which I call bullshit on because look at her. I don't care what I don't care if she's a princess, I don't care if she's a senator, I don't care if she's queen, she's hot. There's some idiots that are talking to her. Guarantee it. Yeah, That's, but <laughs> she is gorgeous in this movie, by the way. Oh my yeah, god, she... like holy crap. So like, you know, I, I was I, like, is, is like, how old is Natalie Portman? And she's my age. So that's cool. <laughs> but no, it's just it's it's just again, I just don't like she's not too awkward. She makes a few awkward comments, but the writing is just not good for the dialogue for the character. I mean, I think Natalie Portman does a great job. But I also but that's the thing. She doesn't she's not that bad in this. That's the thing. Her her lines weren't that very annoying. There's a couple. They, oh, yeah. Yeah. But mostly they were fine. It was him. He would like throw these whiny little fits. Like he was trying to, per- like it was a teenage actor trying to portray a, an eight-year-old. And it's just, it's like, I don't care that he had some like arrested development from being taken away from his parents or whatever. Like it's still, I don't, I don't know. Or the fact that like at one point he pretty much tells her a freaking like poem. My heart aches for you because oh, the God. kiss you never should have given me. Yeah, that was you know, that didn't annoy me. Um, it was it was clunky. <laughs> it was like watching Shakespeare. Like it was like watching a Shakespeare. It bothered me. Yeah. I mean it was it was like watching a play. You know, it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, the but, thing about Shakespeare is, you know, you can give you can cut it some slack because it's four hundred years old. Exactly. Whereas, That's, yes. <laughs> this was meant, I'm sure George Lucas is writing a thing like this is so romantic. And he wasn't thinking this is cheesy, he was like, This is great. Yes, that is that is true. Yes, and it's the worst part of the movie. Is that little section where where they're on Naboo and the way he talks to her? Like, I think she handles it right, except for the part when he's like, "We should have a dictator." (laughs) And she's like, "Oh, that's funny." That's where the meme. That's where the meme comes from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I get it. Like, you know, like I also buy their love a lot more in this this watch through than I ever did before because she doesn't really admit she loves him. Until they're going to die, which I think is also a natural response of humans that if you're in a situation where you're going to be killed, and you think you're going to be killed, you're going to say things you might not completely mean, but also that bonding of not being killed in the end, you know, is going to bond yeah. you, I think, too. And, and I thought Natalie Portman did a good job of selling that she was falling for him. I kept like she kept throwing him looks throughout the movie that showed like increasing interest as the movie went on. I thought she did a. I mean, I, I thought she did a great job of portraying that. Uh, you know, I can I, can I will forgive her lines as bad writing. His man, his <laughs> like are just. But even if they're again, even if they're good, it's he's just an annoying character to have to <laughs> spend so much time with. And it also doesn't fit the rest of the movie. You've got this really great like action detective story going on with Obi-Wan and then just the most insufferable like love story with Anakin and Padme. <laughs> And and I, I don't know why he felt like that was what we needed to see. Like, of the prequels, what we really needed to know was how exactly does Vader fuck Luke and Leia's mom? How does that go down? How does that go down? That's what he felt like we really needed to know. Not let's watch like an actual gradual descent into the dark side that is sympathetic, something we can actually understand a little bit. 
they tried with the the whole you know slaughtering of the the women and the children thing. So I, I guess I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll get it. yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> that's another part where that's like red flag, red flag. <laughs> You know? yeah. I mean, well, I can yes. tell you right now, if I went up to him and said, well, yeah, I know I know, my mom got killed by a dog, so I went and slaughtered all the dogs and the puppies, too. And it'd be like, bye, divorce, not, okay, let's get together. Yeah, like, I think it's, 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 it's reasonable to think that someone in that situation would have killed all of the adults in the village, maybe. Right. The children, though, that's, that's where it's like, okay, that's, it's actually kind of reasonable to assume that somebody, like, some people torture your mom to death. Oh yeah, and you're gonna murder him. You have you have a laser sword and superpowers. You're probably gonna kill him. Right. But, I, mean, I buy but, that. It's the fact that he emits it and the way he emits it. Like instead of just being like, I mean, I guess he kind of says I fucked up, but at the same time he's kind of like they're animals. They deserved it. Well, and her reaction to it is just like she's kind of ter- horrified, but then all right, and, and hugs him, and there it is. That's it. That's her reaction. Enough. And then it's, the next scene, they're both they're just both fine. Well, not the next scene. Yeah. It never, it never comes back. Yeah. The next scene is the funeral. And then, you know, where he like kneels down and apologizes to his mom for not being strong enough to save her, which is, is sweet, you know? And then, yeah, I, um, I guess, do we want us to go through the whole movie or what? I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll I, just kind of talk about different parts and just jump around, you know? Okay. Well, I think stuff. the, the plot of the movie is convoluted, but it's not bad. It's not as convoluted as I remembered it being. I was like, I remembered the plot. I remembered what happened. And I was like, it feels like a really roundabout way for like, like Palpatine is really like playing four dimensional chess oh, God. Right, to get this clone army. But I mean, that's other than that, I, I thought everything followed and made sense, you know, um, and it was interesting to, to, to watch again. I really, I enjoyed every, th- every bit of Obi-Wan, right. every, yeah. every moment with Obi-Wan, except for the fifties diner, which just <laughs> really takes you out of the damn movie. Okay. I, I actually got to say that this watch through, I really like that little part with, with Dax, even though you are right. It doesn't fit. I really like the whole, like, okay, we're going for a fifties mystery here. Hey, we got this random weapon, you know, it's not in our database. Like I really like, you, you mean, you mean Dexter Jetster. Cause that is his name. <laughs> I know it's Dex- terrible, but I, li- I, I liked it. It, it, it just... does take me out. It is a good setup for the most interesting plot point in the movie. But it's very Earth-like. It's very American. <laughs> it's too Earth-like. It's too right. Earth-like. It's too much. It's too much. Well, I mean, this whole movie was a whole based on, you know, Lucas upset that he got tax money. So he made a series about taxing, taxation <laughs> and rebellion and rebellion over taxation. But then retroactively claimed that it was about the Bush administration. So there's that. <laughs> I definitely think there is. I mean, there's definitely a, a, a Hitler parallel. I think. Oh, yeah. That's movie. definitely what he's going for. He's right. doing. He's definitely doing Hitler. With Palpatine, that's that's clear, and that's really, fine. That's what the right. I mean, the Empire has always the Nazi, been the Nazis, so that's right. fine. They would call episode, their, their troopers stormtroopers, you know. Right. Well, yeah, that's you can't get more explicit than that, really. Yeah, <laughs> I think Episode Three is much more explicitly about you know Bush and the war yeah. on terror. Uh, yeah. This one, this one, not so much because you know it was all kind of filmed before then. Um, yeah, so. yeah, exactly. But I, the yeah, one thing I want to bring up about the diner okay. also, like I. I like having things in this, like, this movie has a lot of parts that are just kind of off, like, with Obi-Wan, but I like all the stuff with Obi-Wan, like, you just, like you were saying, I mean, I, I like the diner, I like the fact that the random droid's like, honey, your friend's here, and I'm just like, <laughs> I was just laughing, I was like, this is, 
you yes. know, and the part where they have a special weapon that he had, you know, they got it, you know, he's, he knows this guy who, who can help him trace. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, also with the library part, like, is another part that's just the library almost, part I liked a lot. Yeah. I do too. I also like the fact that that character is in current canon, continues later on, then gets murdered in the comics by Vader or Vader's people. The, the librarian? Yeah. Yeah. She's in the I, comic. I, I liked the, the whole thing because there was a scene earlier where Yoda was telling Mace Windu and Obi-Wan that Jedi have be, that Jedi, too many Jedi have become arrogant and too sure of themselves. And then we get the scene later with the librarian where she's just like very much like, if it's not here, it doesn't exist. <laughs> like yeah. very snippy and full of herself that, well, obviously if it's not in my library, then it doesn't exist. Um, and I was like, Oh, that's exactly, that's the Jedi right there. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I like that. I like the scene with um, Yoda training the younglings. That was Cause it's like Yoda is so like young at heart and everything, you know, and they, <laughs> and so, you know, like he, he plays, you know, plays, you know, this little trick on Luke and, and R2 and all that. And is always laughing and giggling to himself about stuff. And so, like, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course he would train the younglings. That would be great. And that kind of wraps up a minor, minor, minor plot hole set up by episode one. That in Empire, Obi-Wan says that uh, Yoda trained him. But then in Phantom Menace, Qui-Gon Jinn is his master. But now we see in episode two that Yoda trains younglings. So So it makes sense. Okay, I see how they fix it. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but that does I'm help. Sure that is like a, a little neat little bow that you're like, no, see, he trained him when he was a youngling. He trains all of them. And I right. still laugh when Yoda's like, ah, oh, lost the planet Obi-Wan has. I still yeah, laugh. That's a fun line. How embarrassing. That. Yeah. <laughs> How embarrassing for him. Yeah. And the, the little kid and the, you know, wondrous the mind of a child is, you know. <laughs> I like yeah. it. And yeah. I, I liked all that stuff a lot. I liked the kind of backing up the first well, the opening scene with Padme and them landing. Yeah, and what's her name? One of her one of her doubles gets killed. Karen Knightley. <laughs> oh, was it Karen Knightley? Uh, yeah, it's, I'm pretty okay. sure it's Karen Knightley. Okay, I was wondering if it was or not. I didn't look I it know. up, so I could be wrong. But I know Karen Knightley's in the first one, so I'm assuming it's Karen Knightley. Yeah, I know that it's not Dorme, right? Because Dorme is played by Rose Byrne, but I think Dorme is the one that's still alive that's hanging out with her in the apartment later. I don't think it's Kira Knightley. I don't oh. think they got her back for the. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't. She doing it. It time? didn't look like her to me, but I think okay. it's like it's it's one of those one of the other maze. But it's good, too much to look into. I'm sure the regular the real Star Wars fans will screaming the name of the handmaiden or the <laughs> double. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a surprising opening. I remember seeing the theater. And I was like, Oh, oh it's Corday, 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 Veronica Segura. There we go. Oh, yes. okay. I'm sad. Yeah, yeah. I rec- I see it now. Yeah. Oh, no, they didn't get her back. Oh, I mean, she's Pirates got Caribbean. a bunch of doubles, I okay, assume, that's, so. Yeah. And she but, was uh, doing actual movies at this point, so she was already getting famous. But yeah, I like that scene and, and where she's she's like, I failed you, Senator. And she's like, no, you didn't. It's like, like, did she think, I'm like, why do you think you failed her? You did actually exactly what you're supposed to do. <laughs> right, you died for me. That's, yeah, you that's like, you, you did your job. Yeah, that's a, it's a good way of opening it. it it's surprising and sudden and it kind of sets up the mystery right away. Someone's trying, it's like the first plot point in the movie is who's trying to kill the queen. And it kind of leads into the second plot point was who ordered the hit on the queen. And then what's the army, you know, every, like a film noir kind of, if you you kind of know those very much, like there's one initial crime that happens that usually leads to like a bigger crime or some sort of big conspiracy and things like 
the big sleep or Chinatown, which I think I don't know if it was quite going for it, but it but the Obi Wan story has a very film noir vibe. I mean, he's it does, a detective. It, does. it really yeah. does, and it's that's like one of the things a lot of people have like been wanting is like a a, a noir Star Wars. Yeah, like there there's a series of noir Star Wars novels, the um, Coruscant City. I uh, think it's like Coruscant Nights. I think is what it's called. I, yeah, I've seen it. That's that sounds right. I've, that, yeah, I haven't I haven't read them, but I've 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 heard I've uh, read about them on Wikipedia a bunch because <laughs> one of the uh, some of the stuff that goes on in them is like important in some of the other books that I've read. So, and also this was yeah. the first time that we've ever seen you know Coruscant really in the movie. <laughs> well, it was in the episode. It's in episode one. Oh, it was okay, but we see more of it. We see like we didn't see like the under, like the city. Oh yeah, itself. we get to see more. Yeah, we get yeah. to see the industrial area a couple of times, and um, I like that. I like that whole action scene um, with uh, with the little like slugs, the little poison slugs. Right. Oh yeah. The Samson's in, and I love when Obi Wan just dives through that window and jumps onto the droid. Like that's, that's so great. cool. It's so cool. And I have a problem with that part. Why is the droid still there? It's uh, got to make sure that she has got to confirm the kill. Oh, it's okay. Be there to confirm that it worked. Okay, thank you. That's what you, I was thinking. You made a part that I didn't like make sense. All right, good. Uh, and he, yeah, but I, I love that part. And and then uh, when Anakin picks him up and and he's like, "You took your time." And he's like, "Well, you know, I couldn't find a speeder that I liked. You know, got to <laughs> be, you know, like a good engine and you know, open top and <laughs> wasn't that was funny the, though. The color I like." <laughs> There, there. That was actually the banter I enjoyed. It, that again, getting back to the Anakin stuff, when he's not purposely being, uh, when he's not okay. purposely playing an annoying character, then he's fun. He's fun and and not bad. And I don't think I don't think Hayden Christensen's doing a bad job of acting. It's when it's any time that they need us to that he needs to be whiny that it's just annoying to watch. But when he's just, when they're getting along and having fun, it's it's fun. It fits Peter. the serial. It fits like the serial adventure. Yeah, that would be, that would have been a that would be fun, like a little series of Obi Wan and Anakin like, having adventures. They alluded right. to some of these little adventures, and that's of course we get a little bit of that in Clone Wars, but mostly they're separated in Clone Wars. Yeah, but everything with like him trying to like when they figure out like they follow like one part I thought didn't make any sense. Like they follow her to the bar after they have the whole chase, which I really like that action scene by the way of them flying around the cars yes, in the city that, like that, that whole was, action scene. And the Obi Wan, yeah. the guy comes up and is like, uh, "You want some death sticks?" And he's like, "You don't want to sell me any death sticks. I don't want to sell you any death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I'm gonna go home and rethink my life." I, I love that part so much. <laughs> and that and was again, a big laugh line in the theater. I remember. And my my son, you know, is a big Star Wars fan, um, and his first Star Wars was Star Wars Episode Four because I raised That's him right. One. I raised him right, and uh, he's actually never seen the prequels. We watched all of Clone Wars and Bad Batch, but he's never seen the prequels. And <laughs> I've never, I'm like, I don't want to watch these. So, okay. You're like, he, some guy's making me watch them on a podcast. So I guess yeah, I got to watch them. Like, exactly. I told him I have to watch it for the podcast. And so he, he watched episode, most of episode one with me and he watched most of episode two with me. And, but he was like, Oh, that's like, um, in the, in the original Star Wars, like what he does is the stormtroopers. I'm like, yeah, it is. It, it's nice to exactly. see. Jedi mind tricks too. It's nice to see little things like that. Oh, but I want to say in the bars, like, like, oh, she's a changeling. It's gonna make it worse for us. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, she's gonna change clothes or something. I couldn't remember. Literally, she's wearing the exact same thing. Like, you're gonna notice her if she was actually trying to sneak up on you. It just and he yeah, cuts she off doesn't her. really use her powers in any useful way. No, just she cut off his. He he cut off her arm or hand. Right? Is that why she's acting so crazy or not oh. crazy, but like dying? 
Well, she's just in shock from having her arm cut off. I think. Okay, because there was yeah. no blood. I mean, I wanted to see like well, Panubo. it's cauterized. It's cauterized. I don't. I still want like Panubo. You see the arm laying there. You're... Yeah, well, that's that's the whole thing. Is in episode four, he cuts off the arm. And there's blood everywhere, and then that then I, I mentioned this in the in the uh, Phantom Menace podcast. That then led the Star Wars extended universe to claim that lightsabers don't create heat. And, but then in episode one, we see they clearly do create heat. So now when he cuts someone's arm off, we got to cauterize it. And that's not why, but it that is why it makes The battery sense. was old. That's, that's what it was, right? Oh, in, in episode four, yeah, that's what it is. The battery's old. Exactly. Okay. I was wondering why she was acting like that, but that makes sense. I wasn't sure because I couldn't, you don't really get a good clear shot of it. I mean, it could have been I was watching this on a cell phone at one point, too. So Yeah, no, there's, there's no blood. But I love, he cuts off her arm, and then they take her outside, and Anakin turns to everyone and goes, Mind your, back to your business, or, or he goes, Jedi business, back to your <laughs> drinks or whatever. And everyone's just like, all right. And they turn around. I don't give a shit. They're good. But it doesn't seem like that kind of bar. It seems like a Dave and Buster's or like a Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> doesn't it seem. Is. It seems like a gentrified area. Yeah. It doesn't seem like a seedy place. I mean, you got a guy selling you death sticks, but other than that. It's maybe that neighborhood's getting worse, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, the death stick dealers are moving in. Right. Yeah. But also, who the hell would name their drug death sticks? Because the <laughs> idea is that you want you want your junkie to stay alive, so you keep selling them the drug, not kill them. Yeah. It's, oh, it's it is a cool very name. Much, <laughs> it is very much what, like, a 14-year-old writing their first sci- sci-fi novel would call the illegal drug in their book. <laughs> right. Death sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's, he watched too much Reagan. Or no, Reagan would have been president at the time of the first movie. Okay. <laughs> This is just another example of what we talked about in the last podcast is just someone with no editor, (laughs) someone who has been told they're the greatest genius that's ever lived and everything they touch is gold, writing whatever the hell they want and no one coming in and going, no, this is garbage. Fix this. No, this is dumb. You need hire an actual writer. You're a good director. Hire a writer. (laughs) But anyway, it would have been so much better. I really think if he would have hired a writer, like I, yeah. oh, I think it would have. I mean, look at Empire. Yeah, right. right. Look, look at Empire with a, a different writer and director, and how it's like how good it is. I, I don't know, but any, anyway, I believe, I believe em, as a writer, I think uh, Empire had three writers. Yeah, to do it, and who were sci- one of them was a sci-fi writer, and one that was not a sci-fi writer. So you, you know, oh. you had a little bit of that going on. Yeah, yeah. that would have been I mean, nice. I, in I mean, we talked about this, but like Andor. The, is directed by a guy that did the Bourne trilogy, right? That's like, oh, that's what you need. Yeah, he wrote. Yeah, he wrote and produced. Yeah, produced that. But yeah, yeah, you, or, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I'm sorry. He wrote and produced Andor. But that's what that's what you need yeah. is you need someone that's not a Star Wars nerd to make Star Wars stuff. <laughs> At this point, you yeah, that, you get really good. You get really good stuff. That's what we're we're begging begging Disney to do that these days. And so, but not Ryan Johnson, please, please no. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, he'll never. He'll never work for Star Wars ever again he, after he last year. He's doing so well with his oh, own the stuff. Nice out stuff? Good, good for him. Yeah. yeah. He's got not, he's got something else coming out uh, too. Or that uh, Poker Face is supposed to be real good with Natasha Leone. No. Yeah, good for Ryan Johnson. Stay out of Star Wars, please. <laughs> I we'll have to we'll get to that when we talk about. Yeah, that. we will. Yeah, I'm sorry. So and, and yeah, so <laughs> I like uh, I like the Jango Fett. I, I liked. Um, so I have a question for both of you. Yeah. I, if I, I can't, I don't know if this would have been like in Legends or Canon or either, or if you know, he wasn't a Mandalorian, correct? Or he isn't a Mandalorian? No, Jango Fett. So. No, he's not. He yeah. he stole the. Didn't he steal the armor? 
mean, he, you know, per the game, he stole the jetpack on the streets when he was running away. But that I, right, so. I, I I don't know exactly the lore anymore, but I know that Django Fett was not. I think he stole the armor or something. And again, I'm not a good authority on this, but he wasn't a Mandalorian. No. Okay, because that would make sense. Because when he fights Obi-Wan, like, enough is, I mean, I wouldn't know this back then, or this might not exist back then, but the amount of stuff I know about Star Wars, Mandalorian armor is designed to take out a Jedi, to fight the Jedi. Like, that's the whole point of a lot of their weapons, are to beat Jedi, and he fucking sucks. I mean, he does not do a great job fighting Obi-Wan when he has all the advantages. Yeah, it is Mandalorian armor. Like, yes. um, he, uh, so in the current canon, he is a foundling of the Mandalorians. Oh, okay. And was raised as a Mandalorian, fought in the Mandalorian Civil War, all that stuff, and then became a bounty hunter. Um, That's in the current canon. Now, in the Legends, as I recall, in the comic, remember the comp that we had that that tie in comic that came with the video game that we (laughs) read? He was from Concord Dawn. But in that, he was adopted by Mandalorians also. Well, he sucks. He's also not a very good fighter because he gets his ass beat. I mean, he gets his ass beat by Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, but like, I mean, oh, there was a part he, that I laughed. He, he doesn't, I don't know, he gets sassy. I mean, because in he, both movies, pretty good. in Phantom Menace and this one, there's a scene where Obi-Wan has a low ground and still beats an enemy. There's a part where Jango Fett's above him, coming down at him, and he jump kicks him and knocks him down. And in Phantom Menace, you know, he jumps over Darth Maul. So apparently, Obi-Wan can have the low ground, it's okay, just nobody else can. Or Anakin well, can't. Yeah, I, yes. <laughs> First, <laughs> you have to know you have the low ground. You have to acknowledge it. Only when you acknowledge it can you defeat somebody. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say, I, 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 I like Jango Fett, and I thought he accorded, him, uh, afforded, accorded himself pretty well in this. He, like, he fights Obi-Wan, and de- he, hangs up, he hangs in a pretty much like hand-to-hand fight with a Jedi, with a Jedi that's according, uh, apparently really good, right? And then later he kills a Jedi, and then he gets, yeah, he gets taken down, but he gets taken down by, you know... Oh, he kills a Jedi? Mace, Mace motherfucking Windu. Yeah, he, he shoots, kills... Uh, somebody, one of the Jedi. Yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't catch... I, I I watched that part twice, but I didn't catch it, I guess. At the he, Battle of Geonos. Yeah, there's a, a, a Jedi lands on the balcony, and he just, like, starts shooting at him, and they back up and then fall... And then they back up, and then he shoots him in the chest, and they fall over the balcony. Oh, okay, maybe I'm so, giving him... Less yeah. credit than I and, should be. And then he he comes he comes down and he gets hit by that like rhinoceros thing and is hurt. And then he stands back up and runs to attack uh, Mace Windu. Or he stands back up, kills the rhinoceros thing, and then runs at Mace Windu, who just like casually lops off his head. Isn't yeah. Mace Windu supposed to be like one of the best, the most powerful He's, Jedi? Also, in the in at least in the legends, he was the best lightsaber fighter there was alive at the time. Okay. That there's like there's like he like created these like eight different fighting there's like some like different fighting it was stuff from the video games and I, I yeah. hate I really hate that the video games are canon because that means or they were I don't I, not I anymore not, yeah good because like having it be like well this kind of kyber crystal actually makes your lightsaber do this and that and it's like no it, that made sense in Kotor it doesn't need to be canon. But they, they had their fighting styles, and there was a whole thing with Mace Windu of that. But I mean, there's a reason he has a purple lightsaber. I mean, you only get that if you are the best. It's true. I yeah. always I always wondered, and watching it again this time, I I kind of was had a, had a question, and this didn't come up, you know, the first two times, first couple times you watch it, just because you know you're kind of lost the moan. But so Darth Sidious hired 
Django Fett to kill the queen, but Django Fett hired Sam Wessel to kill the queen, and then Sam Wessel contracted out to some droid. Well, no, no, Z- I don't think the dro- I don't even think the, the I think the droid is just her helper. Yeah, it's her right. Droid. I mean, yes, but That's she's like not really kid. there. She's just launching the droid, you know. So yeah. well, couldn't anyone have done this? It just is. Con- it's very convoluted. It is. Like, it is. Yeah, and why is a bounty hunter hiring someone else? Right. <laughs> He's busy. Another bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah. Like you why see, not? Just- see, Jango Fett does doesn't get out of bed for less than fifty thousand credits. All right. <laughs> okay. You- <laughs> So he, I, he looked at he looked at what Sidious is paying and was like, "All right, well, I'm just hiring someone else to do this. I got things to do, you know. I'm on yeah. Coruscant, I'm hit up the, <laughs> the clubs." But also, why was Sidious trying to kill? You know, to, so that she would not be there to stop the vote for um, him to get emergency powers. Okay, so you don't. That's, oh, that's she why he gets. For that's it. why. That's why he manipulates to get her on Naboo, and that's why he convinces Jar Jar. Who's a dumbass to be like? Well, Padme. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, and and I like when he does that. By the way, because Yoda gives him a look like, "Oh, I'm on to you." Like Yoda can't tell that he's dark side, but he can tell that he's like a manipulative, you know, son of a bitch. Right. He's like, yeah. "Oh, this guy is doing something. I don't trust this guy." I'm glad. Yeah, very, that, I'm glad that Yoda wasn't completely snowed. Yeah, they were like, "This guy's great. I love all his policies." Yeah, they were like, "Oh, he's a little bit sus." <laughs> but we're not going to suspect that he's a Sith Lord because we would be able to sense that. By right. the way, that is a theme: is them, them being arrogant. And yeah, Mace Windu. There's a there's a meeting where Mace Windu's like, "Do you really think the Sith could be in charge of the Senate? Um, that doesn't make any sense. I, I just don't think that's possible. And uh, we'd be able to sense it. And Yoda's like, "I don't know. Right now, uh, the few, you know, it's really hard to sense things." And Mace Windu's like, "Yes," and he like nods. He's like, "All right. Well, if Yoda says it, I'm down." So I thought that was pretty cool too. I I, I enjoyed the the little Mace Windu Yoda scenes. There were a couple of them. Right. Yeah. I, I just really like Mace Windu. I like. I mean, I love Samuel L. Jackson as an actor. I I really Damn. enjoy him. He's he's not necessarily good at playing anyone but himself. But <laughs> there's a lot of versions of him, and they're all fun. I guess is what I mean to say. Right. Yeah. He has much more to do in this, and then he did in the Phantom Menace too, which is oh well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which felt like, I mean, partly I want to say fan service. I'm okay with it, but I feel like that was partly what they were going for in this was to have, you know, to have you see all these Jedi that you got to see before, but now they're actually doing stuff. Right. Yeah. Which is the right choice. We want yeah, to see lightsabers. Yeah. And I, so I, I really fun. like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we get to see, you know, so much stuff happening that we get to see all these different Jedis doing Jedi stuff and fighting. Yeah. And, and I think I, when I watched this movie before, I remember complaining about things like, oh, this is stupid. And then when I watched it this time, like, I really appreciate it. Like, I appreciate that you have the mystery with Obi-Wan. It pays off. You have all that stuff. You have, like, even when they, like, very early in this movie, when they find out that they're going to go assist Padme, again, Palpatine orchestrates that, too, because he knows yeah. he's trying to play on Anakin, which they make a mention in this movie that he's been, you know, pretty much talking to Anakin ever since. Like, yeah, he and Anakin con- have been hanging out for it. Probably a while, and Anakin sees him as like a mentor, right. which I, I, I think is really cool. Yeah, or it's it's a father figure, and he says later in the movie that Obi Wan is like a father to him. Earlier in the movie, he says he's like a brother, and then later he says he's like a father. So I think it's that is probably is after his mom's died that he says that. I think that's right. an interesting thing, note. I was mm-hmm. going to say one of the things that we haven't talked about is Camino. Uh, mm-hmm. I love it. I love I love the. I love the Kamino ones. I think they're a really cool design. 
I think the CG doesn't look that bad for them. It doesn't look that dated. Um, yeah. And I love the design of the planet, and I love the whole concept. Uh, I mean, I like I said, I, we had the has, has the Bad Batch episode dropped yet? Yes, by now, yes. Okay, yeah, because I really like I love the Bad Batch, and and it has you know they go back to Camino to, on that to, in that uh, in that several times, and I've talked before about how much I love the Republic Commando novels, and they go back to Camino on those a lot, and uh, well, not a lot, but some. And I just like the idea of this, like you know these uh, people that just specialize in creating custom order clones. And, you know, they've got this, like this, like biggest order ever building this giant army, though they do say, this is one of the best armies we've ever created. Which I'm like, right. well, okay. <laughs> so the Republic never had an army, which I, I feel is weird. You think, cause I know some of these planets had army. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing is that the Republic prior to Palpatine was more of a loose Confederacy is the impression I get, you know? And and so, like, different systems have their own armies and all that, and so they're not really prepared for the separatists for the Civil War because they don't they don't have a centralized military. And also, their government is too... Their central government is unable to act, and that's why Palpatine has to get those emergency powers to be able to do the stuff he wants to do. Well, he doesn't have to. He well, but that's his, that's his arg- but that's his argument, I think, right? <laughs> yes. Is that the yeah. Senate is the Senate's too big, and so powers too spread out to allow for a strong situation. So it's very much a confederacy. Wasn't that Hitler's than- argument too? Like, hey, uh, I need all powers. So I can help us defend against this this uh, communist threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. No. But <laughs> but um, but no, I think like you know, I mean, to make another historical comparison, you know, the the confederacy in this civil war just really got stomped. Like people like to act like they didn't, but they absolutely did. There's, you know, not 100%, but they did a bunch. And a big thing is the Union just had so many more troops. And that's partly because the Union is more centralized and able to raise an army much more easily than the Confederacy is. That's partly and industri- the other, an industrial the base. Yeah, it's industrial. They've got more money. They've got more people. But still, the point is, is I see a similar idea. Of, like this is like a loose Confederacy. Yeah. Until Palpatine tightens it up into an empire. And yeah, so no army, which is, is interesting. But yeah, it makes I sense because – oh, go ahead. Well, at, at, I think C.O. Bibble says at one point there hasn't been a full-scale war since the formation of the Republic. Right. I th- and, you know, the, the United States, we right. didn't have a permanent national army until um, – I mean until after the Civil War. Oh. We, had, we had like a small right. – we had a small force, but the Founding Fathers were very – most of the Founding Fathers – were very nervous about allowing a national army to exist because they feared that a powerful central government would use it to oppress the people. Right. And Hamilton wanted to have a navy, and people called it like Jefferson called him a tyrant for wanting to have a navy, <laughs> right? Because he thought a navy would be used to oppress the people. And it wasn't uh, even even until World War One. You know, World War One started. The U.S. Army was not a world power. Right. It, it had uh, to. It, was, it took yeah. a long time to get there. Yeah. When we went to war about 20 years before that, we went to war with Spain and our entire U.S. Army was 12,000 people total. We had, to, <laughs> we had to raise an army. So, yeah. So I think it makes a lot of sense, actually. It's like a it's it's a much more of a confederacy than a than a union. And until, I always got. The, yeah, I always got yeah. the sense, at least in Star Wars, that if the trouble arose, you would send the Jedi and the Jedi would solve the trouble because they were like. They're like your special forces that are magic. They're like your magic SEAL Team Six, basically. Yeah, and also diplomats at the same time, right? right? Who can possibly manipulate, possibly in a very not savory way, force people to do what they want. Right. If they so, weren't a righteous ship. 
Right. I, I forget to think about how the fact, like, before this all happened, like, the Jedi do make comments about this in this movie, is that they are, you know, essentially the police force, even though... Right. I mean... Yeah, only, well, yeah... Uh, not that many uh, of them. Mace, Mace Windu says, we're, peace keep, we're keepers of the peace, not an army. That's what he says. We're keepers of the peace. Right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't... If you look at the... You know, there's nothing like this in the original trilogy. There's, I think there's only 2,000 Jedi at this point. I think something like that. In the original trilogy, no one ever mentioned that. Oh, yeah, there were 2,000 of us. We were an arm of the government, and we were like the police. It just (laughs) was like a mystical force. Yeah, Obi-Wan says, in in the days of the Republic, uh, Jedi Knights were the guardians. Or he says something like that. Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of like... But it's it's very vague. Like it's very yeah. It's not like, like we had headquarters right by the White House or whatever, you know. Right. But I think it's fine. It makes sense. And, right. and um, yeah, yeah, I think it makes sense. And if if you keep the number small, then Order sixty six is more plausible too. Yeah, yeah. I completely believe in Order sixty six. What happened, the way it goes, and everything like that. But we'll get there in another movie. But yeah, Camino. Get it back to Camino. I really like it. I really like, I was going to say, I like that it's raining all the time because that's yes. something we haven't seen in Star Wars. And I don't think we've seen again in Star Wars. As far as I, I think maybe in um, Rise of Skywalker, when they go to the <laughs> pla- the planet with Babu Frick and all that, it's raining oh. a lot. But other than that, yeah, I don't think so. Oh, and it, it rains on uh, Jane Erso's where her dad's a farmer. It's kind of drizzling. But I yes, mean, it's, I agree. This is we, like, haven't had, we haven't had torrential dry. rain. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, it's, I mean, not like a puzzle. Yeah, sorry. I mean, it's just a I, storm, it looks like. And I think every time you see Camino, it's always raining, right? Yeah, it is. And it's just like a storming planet, which is completely plausible. We have, you know, right. planets in our solar system that have nonstop rain. So, right. you know, I mean, methane would be still. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very atmospheric. And, and like you said, just to reiterate, you said the Caminos are, the Camino ends are very intricately designed i mean they're very elegantly designed and they're very alien-like which is really good. they look like like their heads are right. like a much more narrow version of like the grays you know yeah. you know the the, the grays like in popular yeah. culture like that like it's like a very oh. narrow down version of that with the big big black eyes like big glossy black eyes and yeah i think they're very cool and i also just Watching this, and they were the the two characters that he meet, the two Kaminoans that he meets. Those are the two Kaminoans that we follow in Bad Batch, also. <laughs> yes, which I didn't realize, and I was like, "Oh, no, of course it is." That and we know sense. how both their one of their stories ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no need for a politician door closes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was cool, and then I really liked. Yeah, Obi Wan meets Jango Fett, and their conversation is like it's clear that Jango Fett is just like, "I'm not talking to you, cop." This is very much like the way he's acting. He's just like he tells Boba Fett something in their language or whatever, and and then whenever they leave, he's like, "What's wrong?" It's like we're leaving. Pack your bags. And and they that fight. I thought that fight scene was really well choreographed. Like they actually have hand to hand combat. They're punching and blocking and kicking and freaking Jago Fett like headbutts Obi Wan in the face of his metal helmet. Just <laughs> bam! It's it's great. And he that gets. Would hurt. Obi-Wan just like, but Obi-Wan, I love it. Like he, he like wraps him, he makes him lose his lightsaber. He wraps him up in the cable and then Obi-Wan manages to use that to slam him into the ground and break his jetpack. And so that's his <laughs> second jetpack he's gone through so far. Right. Oh, there's another thing about Camino that I, I wanted to address that I, 
that I, I don't think I noticed before, but like the whole mystery of it, like Django Fett says it has a very, very important comment in here that never, I don't think it registered with me until, you know, now that I'm more into Star Wars, he's like, well, I was hired by a guy to ran it. And yes, yeah. I know in this movie, they, they do say all that. And like, they, they do good parts of it. Like there's a small part where they're like, oh, see, safe, safe, Diaz you know, hired us or, you know, apply, and then, and then he's like, Oh, I thought he, you know, and then he's like, I thought he, he was dead. Years, well, yeah. He says, uh, Cypher Diaz died 10 years ago. And, and, and what's her name is like, Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, oh, I mean, anyway. but then my question is, is so did Cypher Diaz hire them? From what I looked up Dooku? before this recording, it was Cypher Diaz that did it, but he was encouraged by Dooku, I think, but Dooku was the guy that hired Jingle Fett. So I don't, I yeah, don't know. Dukes uh, definitely want to hire Jango Fett because. Oh, what were you going to say, Peter? That's Tyrannus. I know there's probably a backstory that I don't remember, but I know in the first draft it was supposed to be Sidious, and they were like mispronouncing it. So they're like, some guy named Sidious, Sifodius, um, did it. Oh. oh. But it's been retconned to be like, oh, this is just some other Jedi guy who did this. Oh, okay. But I yeah. like the but the original original idea is so much better that they just mispronounced this name because it would make sense that Darth Sidious ordered this stuff. Yeah, because he's the one that, you know, doing everything that's happening. I I think after watching so much Star Wars, it makes me appreciate this movie more because I understand, like, okay, this is just more and more of his chess pieces that he's moving on the board for both sides as he's playing this huge game. Yeah, I'm looking at this now, and according to Wikipedia, he ordered the clone army completely on his own without, it it was just his idea, and he did it, and then basically uh, Sidious... Palpatine was like, oh, I can take advantage of this. And basically they killed him and took over the project. That's dumb. Okay. I, I think it was supposed <laughs> yeah. to be that he it, could. That's really stupid. Like see the future or something. So he thought they would need an army. He can't. I mean, again, they should have an army. He, could see, he could see that he has foresight. And so he was on the Jedi Council because of his foresight powers or whatever. And then he foresaw that there was going to be a great war and that the Republic was going to need an army. So he went and ordered one and pretended that he had the authority to do it. But how did he pay for it? I, I I think they yeah. weren't paid probably right. Like I think they were is pay on delivery. Huh. That's but why it's, that's why it's dumb because it's never it's, it never comes up again. They never go back to Sifo Diaz. Nobody ever mentions him again. He not in these movies. No, not, not yet in this movie. It's just like an offhand comment. You're like, oh well, some Jedi ordered it anyway. Moving on to the next thing. It would make so much more. I, I honestly, it, as dumb as the Sifo Diaz Sidious is. That makes more sense. It's better than this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because it yeah, should because, have been Palpatine's plan. Yeah. It's plus, the, it would all link in the movie that here's a character you already know about from the previous movie that was also that's also in this movie. So then it makes sense too. it. It all, you know, goes it goes together as a movie. Right. And, and so essentially, Sifo Diaz was <laughs> assassinated by the Pike Syndicate on uh, Dooku's orders. So there you go. Yeah. And then and then it says that um, Darth Sidious funded Sifo Diaz's army of clone troopers. And hired Django Fett to be the genetic template. So yeah, and there was a there's a funny meme that I saw before we did this recording where they're like, "Hmm, what Django Fett? He's with Count Dooku. That means the clone army really works for Count Dooku." And that's the credits. <laughs> so if they just would have put two and two together at some point, like, hmm, maybe Dooku is. I also like this is the introduction of Dooku too, which I think he's a good character. I mean, they don't give you a lot in this. Christopher Lee does a great job. Christopher Lee is a was a gift. Yeah, he's, he's a phenomenal an absolute gift, a, a war hero, a great actor, just so much fun to watch. And he he knows what movies he's in and he's having fun with it. I, I love it. Yeah, he's also it's great. Man, the go- he's man with the golden gun. 
<laughs> a much well, younger you, version. Or if you it's, know... It, it's Saruman. Yeah, Saruman. At the same time, like, this movie came Dracula. out. Yeah, you're, if you were... I read in 2002, you were like, this guy's Saruman. He's in Lord of the Rings. And now he's in this? He's just a yeah, villain in everything. at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> if you um, and, ever... He's the wicker... He's Lord Summer Summer Isle. He was in... Now, he was in a lot of movies with Peter Cushing, who was who played uh, Governor Tarkett. Oh, that's um, true. Star yes. Wars. Yeah. In like the 50s, he was in a lot of horror movies. Cool. They were in Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Christopher Lee played Dracula. Other things. A lot of things with Peter Cushing. So I believe that George Lucas hired him because, you know, he's like, I work with Peter Cushing. So I want to get back to that kind of horror movie star vibe. Okay. I mean, he does play the character very, like, very well for what you have. And I really like the, what right. he brings to it. Yeah. I he love has that a, they, He has a couple of lines where you're like, oh... Oh, what are you doing to Christopher Lee? Why'd you make him say that, George? But but still, <laughs> yeah, mostly very, very good. I, I love that he's a count and they never explain. Like, that's a princely, that's like a royal title in, in the I real world. I feel like that has to be a reference to him being Dracula, right? Right. <laughs> it is. It that, is that's definitely what it, that. That's definitely what it is. But they never explain it. Like, how would a Jedi be a royal royalty? Well, I, I kind of figure, like... My my headcanon, which I'm sure there is, I, I don't know what I'm saying. Tales what? of Jedi, which I haven't seen yet, I think is tells more of a story. I'm yeah. sure. I, I figure that he is like from a royal family, taken from his family at a young age to be a Jedi, and then he left the Jedi to return to being part of the like royal family. That's what I kind of figured. Yeah, I, I could see that. Like, because the whole idea, you know, is that he is like, you know, he's the one kind of in charge of the separatists because he leads some he leads something and he's the one that, you know, he's convincing these people to follow him and go against the Republic. Except there were always people against the Republic because you look at the huts and everything like I guess those weren't planets. So, yeah. yeah. And I just read and that's exactly what it was. He was he was abandoned by his family as a child and raised by the Jedi, but then returned to his home planet and rec- reclaimed his count, his title right. of count and left the order. Yeah. I do love there's one line from Mace Windu. He's like, he couldn't have done that. He was a Jedi. He's a better person. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, he's not. A, yeah. people. Uh, Mace Windu says it's not in his nature. He's like, he's it's not in his nature. It's just like the Again, the arrogance of the Jedi is like right. a major. It's a, like a theme. Refuse to see where it's in front of you. Yeah. It works out really well for them, doesn't it? Well, yeah. And yeah, according to the uh, the Wikipedia, again, he turned to the dark side because of Qui-Gon Jinn dying. Mm-hmm. That was like the final straw anyway. Yeah, like, there's a good line where he's like, I wish Qui-Gon was still here. And uh, he, I think he I think he genuinely thinks that he could have convinced Qui-Gon to be on his side on this, too. Oh, that brings up a very good point that I have never caught until these two watch throughs. Qui- Qui-Gon has a small voice in this for one part. When Anakin kills all the the sand people, which yeah. really is the, the beginning of him changing, you have Qui Gon's voice going, "No, Anakin!" And right. you wouldn't know except the fact the subtitles came up and say Qui Gon Jinn says. I'm like, "Oh!" I didn't have the subtitles on, but I heard it, and I was like, "Oh, that's Qui Gon. Oh, that's cool." Yeah, I mean, subtle. never caught that. It makes sense because he is a Force ghost. I mean, we don't know that, and this wasn't. I mean, the idea was already there, but you know, Qui Gon is the first Force ghost, and he might not be able to manifest it quite yet. Might be but, still figuring out how to get his his body. Yeah, and it's like yeah. you know, here he is, you know, yelling because he's watching Anakin, and he knows this is the beginning, you know, of the end because he's not there to work with Anakin, and it just doesn't work out well. Plus, they're stupid fucking Jedi. <laughs> Yoda, like, I didn't understand when Yoda could sense it, like Anakin was in pain because he killed people. Like, I, to me, that felt like you shouldn't know that because, it, like, I understand when Alderaan, like a million, you know, millions upon millions of people just voiced out because they all went boop. But 
He killed 10 people. Well, or 20 people. I what I would say is I know in our last episode, I said that I wish that they didn't say that some Jedi are more powerful than others, that it was just about your abilities <laughs> and all that. But since that's not what they did, oh, they have yeah. said that the most powerful Jedi alive is Anakin and that the only one he's more powerful that's, that's closer, that's close to him is Yoda. Or to be a little more precise, they said that Anakin's midichlorian count was even higher than Master Yoda's, implying that Yoda is super powerful and Anakin's even more powerful. So when Anakin is having a very like a, a very emotional feeling, and Yoda happens to be meditating at the time, anyway, I can imagine it. Okay, I think I think it's okay. I I, I, yeah. I was I, I bought it under the and even if we even if it wasn't that they're more powerful than ever, Yoda is really good at the force as we've seen right so there's that i can imagine if he's sitting there questing out with his senses trying to figure out what's going on in the universe and then he feels i can and then that happens i imagine he could feel it okay yeah. okay i'll I mean, buy that I part mean, better similarly anakin could feel his mom calling out his name from across you know a, a different star system you know well, from the outer rim territory yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay I'll, I'll buy it. It's to be hurt in his dream, which makes. No, sense. we saw Tatooine is apparently really close to Naboo, and <laughs> or, or it was ten years ago. That's the thing. I mean, but I'm okay with it. Like you see Watto in this in that small part, and he's on Tatooine. I like that little yeah. back where he's like Annie. Yeah, at first he doesn't recognize him. He's like, "What? I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do it." <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's like he thinks he's like under arrest. He's right. like, "Hey, I got people that owe me a lot of money. <laughs> Go help me." Yeah, yeah, it worked. It, it was kind of cool. I mean, this was a little like fan service. I was completely okay with. I liked the little part with Waddle. I there, I there was um there was one thing that really took me out. Again, speaking of things that just don't fit in, I feel like don't fit in Star Wars or or just in like a space opera at all is when they meet Owen and Baru, and Owen says, "This is my girlfriend, Baru." Right. It's like girlfriend. I mean, okay, are we saying girlfriend in Star Wars now? Then yeah, it, it did, just be it wife. very Earth. It is very Earth. I do agree with that. And I remember just, even thinking that back then. It's just like, too, I thought it then. I thought it now. I was just like, it's too, it's just, it doesn't fit. I don't know. It's fine, but it doesn't fit. I think wife would have been better. Wife would have been better. Yes. Or, or betrothed or my mate. I don't know. Yeah. Girlfriend is a very, I, it's a very American modern term. term in this. It's a very, yeah, it's a very modern term. That's the thing is I feel yeah. like in Star Wars, if they're, if the, if they're doing stuff from Earth, they're older than that. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it is it is jarring. Yeah, I do agree, and I've I've heard that said before that that's like they could have used another word in that instance. Yeah, patrol makes sense. Patrols or something. Yeah, I I agree with Carrie, and I, I I didn't really thought about it. Like it didn't it didn't I didn't pick up on it, but that makes a lot. I agree with you guys. Okay, I mean it doesn't matter too much. Like right. I also had a lot more appreciation of how Anakin is on Tatooine, like how he like we were kind of talking about before, but how he talked about it. I didn't bother me. When he's like. I like fixing things. I was good at fixing. This is simple. Yeah. Like yeah, that, that was good at That was fine. Like that was a good part to have whiny emotion to it. You just your mother just died. You just killed a bunch of people and children for that matter. Like and you admitted to it to somebody. Like it's okay that he's the way. I thought that was a good way he acts. And that was that was true. Geez. That was good. I didn't forward to that. I also admired. It's a very minor thing, but I admired their their restraint at first. When he sits down with Klieg and Owen and Baru, and Baru goes over and gets them refreshments, and she doesn't get them blue milk. She gets them just some like tea. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I was like, all right, good. Star Wars, I admire the restraint. But then later, 
Padme brings him some blue milk. So it's like, never mind. We're back to the member berries. Fine. I couldn't help it. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, this movie's full of them. I mean, you know, C-3PO. I'm okay with the fact that they had C-3PO. It makes sense. I was okay with that. It makes sense given that he was in the, the way he was in the first movie. I mean, yeah. it doesn't make sense in the grand scheme of the series. But yes. Okay, everyone's got to be the same <laughs> character. Come on now. Yes. I hated every last second of C-3PO in this movie. It was... It was terrible. I guess so, it was for the little kids, but it was god awful. You would say it was such a drag. Is that what you? It was, it was <laughs> yes. It was such a drag. I was beside myself. Okay, I laughed at both of those puns. Oh god, I thought I it was hilarious because they were, they, they were grown so inducing. <laughs> they were great. <laughs> I, okay, I don't know why, but when I saw both of those parts, I was like, he's like. This life is my life is a drag, and he's being dragged. And the other part, I'm besides myself when he's pulling him up to the <laughs> yep. body. I'm like, okay, this is fucking hilarious, and I don't know why I found it funny. Like, I don't understand why 35 year old Mike was like, this is fucking funny. I don't know either, but I did. I laughed both times. Both times I watched this movie and got to that part, I laughed both times. I will say, I do, I do find when he's shooting as a droid body when he's like had that bloodlust for like a second. <laughs> he's like, why I think am I doing funny. this? Right. I do think that's funny. And I that, think they that, could have had... Yes, that was funny. Yes. Okay. Right. I'll give that. And there was uh, just too much the droid, Also, the battle droid being like, something's malfunctioning. My legs aren't working correctly. Right. Although, I don't like most of that scene. Because I think no. it's very video gamey. But it's so, con- stuff, it's so convoluted. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and all the stuff with the, uh, the conveyor belts. Right. Uh, you know what it actually reminded me of was the in The Hobbit, the first Hobbit. Oh, right. When they're in the lair of the Goblin King and they're having that like chase scene where they're like running and it just like it looks the CGI looks really, really bad. Right. And it's just cartoonish. That's what that whole scene, every everything with the conveyor belts and Anakin getting his hand welded to the to the to the plate or whatever. And then somehow, somehow getting it chopped off in a way they didn't chop off his arm, which I guess was supposed to be foreshadowing for when he gets his arm chopped off. Maybe. That, that would be giving clearly, too much credit. Yeah, I mean, it's like he's clearly about to get his arm chopped off, and then the thing chops in a way where it just really looks like it did chop off his arm, but then it didn't. Right. I don't know. But that, that yeah, everything, and Padme is in the, like, the crucible, and it's about to pour the molten stuff on her, and we've seen it pour it before, and when it pours right. it before, it takes, like, one second. But this time, it <laughs> does it super slowly, and it opens halfway, but then no stuff comes out, because... You know, R2-D2 is just in time. Every, uh, R2-D2 has um, rocket thrusters. Yes, this is the first time we see that, right, ever? Yes. yes. I like yes. it. I, I, I hate it. I hate it yeah. so much. <laughs> Why do we need to be a super droid? Did he, yeah. lose the, and did he lose them by the original trilogy? Because yeah, there's definitely some times they would have come in handy for him. <laughs> I like it because in Lego Star Wars, you have it. It's useful in this level. I remember that. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. That, that is That's where I first remember it. Like, I know I saw the movie, but by the time I played Lego Star Wars, I had no real remembrance of the movie. So <laughs> that is true. He does have them in Lego Star Wars. I do like the whole part. Where, I was surprised that I actually enjoyed the part when they're fighting on the conveyor belt. I thought that was actually entertaining. The only part of this movie I don't like is Naboo. I, I didn't like it. And also, um, Anakin kills like 50 people. Oh, God, yes. And yeah, they're they're fighting. I mean, you know, they're fighting him and stuff. So cool. Right. But he's like killing them in like a, a way that. If these were humans, this would get you an R rating. Right. The, the <laughs> amount of death in the scene. And and it's fine, but it's also, I was just like, I was thinking, it's like, those are like people, right? Like the, the Geonosians are sentient. They're not. Right. 
they're they're not like they have a civilization. Are, you know, they built these stadiums. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's it's like he's killing a lot of them, and it's fine because they're attacking him. So it's self defense, right? But I mean, you still, did infiltrate their planet. He like you did infiltrate their one, factory. He chops one of them in half from head to groin, and right. it's like a cartoon. And it's like that's that's a person like. <laughs> Not anymore. Well, I mean, this was this would be a rated R movie if these were if he was fighting humans and it was droids in the first movie and so did. it's like well it's, it's fine other than you know droids are mostly sentient also but not the battle droids they don't seem to be <laughs> and you know I'm sure that was a decision you know that's why none of these villains are humans because that's you know that's crossing the line I figure George Lucas thought that was crossing the line for the audience you know if you kill yeah, humans it that's bad it would have been but if you oh. kill sentient Aliens, that's fine. Like, he murders an entire family of native people. He and does. we're like, a village. we're the audience. Just supposed murders to a village. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah a village. And, and we're supposed I mean, to be like, also, well, you know, they, they did torture his mom. It's also why we have clones, because the idea that clones aren't going to be right. matter as much as regular soldiers. Mm-hmm. Clones and robots. I mean, you know, clones and robots. That's the whole point. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. They're Whereas just, if we go they're back just to, child slave soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. If we go back to A New Hope, you know, I think, was that... I mean, they're just shooting humans. Like the Imperial officers get shot all the time, and they like fall. That's over. true. That's true. They do. Yeah, but I think it's it's definitely become more it's more sanitized. I think. Yes, yeah. definitely more sanitized now. Well, I think he was going for more of an audience too. Right. Mm-hmm. I know he meant this to be a fun family film. He wasn't meant to <laughs> be hacking off limbs of people. a fun family film. I Although killed the women happen. and the children too. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, uh, by the way, that's a, if you've ever seen the movie The Searchers, that's an allusion to The Searchers. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, wow. that's a good movie, too. Because that happens, you know, somebody's kidnapped by Comanche Indians, and then a woman is kidnapped and raped, and, you know, and then the it, Comanche Indians are slaughtered by the white people. By yeah. The yeah, The Searchers is a good, uh, I mean, I say it's a good movie, I haven't seen it since I was like, oh, God, I was probably like 10 when I saw that. I mean, it's considered a cinema classic, but George Lucas definitely had it in mind when doing sure. this movie. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, you guys bring up a really good point. All right. Um, I never even thought about that. So. <laughs> no, I like it. I, I really do. Um, when, before we get to Genosis, I want to go quickly on... I don't think we really talked about Naboo yet. I want to get out my rant. So <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. tell us. Yeah, talk, <laughs> so, let's talk about it. Naboo is the worst part of this movie because it just oh, yeah. feels... Like it feels unnecessary. Like the whole idea, they go to Naboo because they have to, you know, they have to get away so she can't be found. And like you have a small part where he's like, where she's like, oh, they're like, oh, what do you think, Master Jedi? And she's like, oh, he's just a Padawan learner. Like he don't know nothing, and he gets all mad. He's not a master. She's very like emasculating, and he's very, very not okay with it. He's very teenage about it. Yeah, I liked it when he got. I thought that was hilarious, but like just the whole, you know, I, I still don't like. I so I watched this scene twice. I watched it once the regular way with subtitles and audio, and and then I did what I joked about. We were, I was going to do a month ago where I I played the same scene, but I played range, I keep falling, um, and it was so much better when I couldn't hear what he's saying. I couldn't understand the weirdness, creepy stuff he's saying. It was great. I'm like, okay, this is fine. You see two people talking, you know, they're plenty some time in the woods you don't realize that he told it told her that her whole style of life and being a republic is bullshit and that they should just let one guy rule the world natalie like, portman's know. got that backless dress <laughs> yes all the black dress <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah that's um man it was <laughs> like i understand why he decided screw the jedi order i'm going this way. yeah I was, I was gonna say like i just <laughs> for me personally i i rank natalie portman as, as probably like my number one most beautiful woman like, you know, 
the, the, the just, and, just like, yeah, it made yeah. the scene so much better. And I, and I really thought to myself, you know, if you took these scenes and you just cut them up, you take out all the audio, like I think we mentioned before, maybe before the recording or maybe at some point, and just put music. Like I think Peter said Star Wars music. I would have enjoyed it. It would have been yeah, so much make it better. A monta- make it a montage. Yeah, just and it would work. You would get what you need to get out of it. You would see their relationship and you wouldn't hear all the creepy whiny lines. And you could you could show some of the uh, some of the conversations were fine. Like the dinner uh, table is fine when he does the, when he moves the 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 you know the piece of fruit or he cuts yeah, it for her. The, the CGI looked bad in two thousand two. The <laughs> only CGI that. that was bad is the brief like second where he leaps at the end towards Count Dooku. That was bad. Oh no, I thought that the there was a few of them that like they didn't even look good in two thousand two, but they really didn't hold up this time, and that was one of them. Was him like peeling the, the the fruit in midair? It just it really didn't look like it was happening in the same room as the as them. But but that's fine. Um, the I, I liked the scene after he's had the nightmares about his mom, and the next morning he's standing on the balcony meditating, trying to become peaceful. And she walks out, and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I disturbed you." And he goes, "No, stay. Your your presence calms me." And I was like, that, I thought that was cool. And I was like, you know, that's a that's a that's a good job, Anakin. That's a line a woman would want to hear. Yeah, and it worked you know well. That was for... good. You did not sound creepy or whiny. That was good. <laughs> I still I couldn't get over the kiss you gave me that I never should have had. My hopefully won't the be a star on my heart. The kiss you gave me that I never should have. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> or the I gotta make fun of the line that I start off like at one point when he's like, I don't like sand. Sand is rough, but you're soft. Famously considered the worst line in Star Wars. I have to say, I didn't think that line was that bad. He didn't. He go. He says, uh, "I don't like sand. Sands. It's coarse and rough, and it gets everywhere." And I was like, "That's a fun joke. That's yeah. No, I get that. That's fun." I'm okay with says, that part. He says, "Not like here. Everything is soft here." And then he strokes like her bare back, and I was like, "All right, that's so a, that's, that's the a problem line. I have." That's if he just <laughs> if he just stopped if he stopped there and didn't touch her, I'd be okay with it. The part well, the thing is, she kisses him. Like so, she's, she's into she's it. Smartest in this. Movie. She's into it. He's she's he's she's uh picking up what he's laying down. I mean, I made this but joke before. The line between stalker it. and love of your life is a very very thin line. <laughs> yeah. Just depends on what end you're looking at. And he's he's uh, I guess he's supposed to be well like seventeen. No, wait, I mean, how old is he in the first it's movie? Ten years. It's ten years after. So how was he eight he, in the first movie? Man, I don't know. Like, I think that, he's supposed to be eight. Eight. So yeah, okay, like he's 18. 18. He's about okay. 18, and then she's about 28. Then right, 23. <laughs> she's or something, right? I think. I think she's, she's not supposed to be too much older than him. I don't think. Well, how old was she supposed to be in the first movie? I wonder. Google I mean, will tell me. In terms of like how old the actors were, in, right? In terms of uh, appearance. In, in terms of the yeah, I will say because she's they're both born in 1981. So I'm googling right now while we talk. Because I said Natalie Portman's my age. She's two years older than me, actually, but. Yeah, so they're they're both born in eighty one, but I don't know how she's old she's twenty four in this movie and he's nineteen in this movie. So she's only supposed to be five years older than him. Okay. All right, I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean I young in that first movie. Damn. Fourteen year old queen? What the fuck? She's supposed to be fourteen, yeah. That's that's I guess if I was sixteen, then she was eighteen when the Who the hell is electing a fourteen year old to be in charge? Yeah, that's funny because she's a queen. Who's electing she's a queen? Elected. Yeah, she's a <laughs> I know, I was wondering the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that George Lucas is, is trying to get the best of both worlds. He's trying to get everyone. He's like, everyone loves a princess story, but I, I believe in democracy. So this is a queen that gets elected. So there could be a, a democratic princess, which isn't really a thing. Yeah. It's no, not a thing in our world. It probably isn't a thing in their world. Because <laughs> when you see other queens and princesses and stuff like that, then this, because they have other hierarchy, they're not elected. I'm pretty sure. No. 
It's an yeah. attempt to make them more sympathetic than a real royalty would be. Because if well, Padme was like, I'm the queen until I die, we would be like, oh. I think it. actually really it's, <laughs> that it's, it's not convenient for the story for her to still be queen. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, that's true. Yeah, that's really the big thing. Like she could be off the planet getting into adventures in the first movie because it's, you know, like their planet is under invasion and all that. And she's a fugitive. But in this one, she needs to not be queen anymore. So they're like, oh, yeah, it's just uh, she was elected. There you go. <laughs> and so they elected a new one. And then she's a senator because the, the new queen asked her to be. Cool. I'm, I'm, re- I'm reading some of the dialogue. I just wanted to read it to see if it sounded look bad on paper and it does look bad on paper it's like it's a <laughs> bit the, the, the anakin padme stuff it's just a classic example of showing instead of or telling and not showing it's like the they're just jedi aren't allowed to marry you'll be expelled from the order which is just exposition right and then you know uh, what else you asked me to be rational that's something i know i cannot do believe me i wish i could i wish i could wish my feelings away but i can't <laughs> like no one's talking like a human being it's all wooden. Yeah. No, it's a poem, too. You're studying to become a Jedi Knight. I'm a senator. No one and, says and, that in real life. And the thing is, this just makes This Is My Girlfriend Baru stand out so much more. Right. <laughs> it's like, pick, pick. Are we talking like... Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Are we being grand or are we being, you know, Childish. very down to, down to earth, so to speak? Just yeah. Grand. It cannot decide. <laughs> Lucas doesn't exactly. know what he's writing in this movie. He right. really doesn't. They needed they needed to bring someone in to punch this whole area up a bit. Yeah. Make this, but anyway, I agree. Um, Is there I, anything I else really we missed through a lot of it besides Genosis and the, the big sonic, the sonic bombs? I will say I really love the sonic <laughs> bombs, even though I know they make no sense because it's in space. However, I, I was a sonic bomb. When Jango uh, Fett shoots them at Obi Wan's yeah. ship, oh, that's a good them. scene though. The ship that is no longer called Slave One shoots them at uh, right. Obi Wan. What's yeah. it called now, anyway? Oh, oh, I don't ship. Oh, oh, ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think in in the show he called it. I have to go get my fire spray class attack ship out of Jabba's palace or something. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, I get it, but I still I like one. I still think that was such. It's a cool name. Yeah, I like the ship a lot. I can live with that though. Yeah, the no, but okay. Bomb, I, I didn't the think about the sonic bomb, bomb part, but it was cool. I also like the fact that Obi Wan yeah, yeah. makes a comment. He's like, "I don't hate flying. I just hate when you're, you know, driving suicidal." The Anakin early in the movie, and then later on, he's like, "I hate flying." When he's right? Yeah. yeah, it's funny. It's good. It. I mean, everything with Obi Wan, I think, is good. Obi Wan said, "You, I mean, you, McGregor is great in these movies." Yeah, he really is. Yes, he he's so much. He's fun. And his whole oh, another thing I want to talk about on Genosis before we get to the big fight, but like when they're leading up to it, and he's climbing in the vents. And he hears part of the conversation. You have the guy from the Techno Union, which would mean nothing to me at this time. But as a guy who's watched all Clone Wars, it's really cool seeing part of the Techno Union. Because they do have a different army, as you find out. Yeah, which it is is cool from that perspective. But the Techno Union guy looks like, um, what's the guy from Space Ghost that runs the cameras on Space Ghost Coast to Coast? That guy. The Mantis? No, no, that's, uh, that's Zorak. It's been no, a long time. Zorak, is, no, Zorak's the band leader. No, the he's like he looks like the Techno Union guy. It looks like a character out of like fifties retro sci-fi, like Flash Gordon. It it, just, got, it looks bad. It probably looks, what he's going for. I, it is probably exactly what he's going for, but it doesn't fit. <laughs> it doesn't fit at all. He's sitting there next to the all voice. these like cartoon characters, and right. I do think that electronic voice thing is cool, though. Yeah, I do think that's a nice touch. Yes, it is. It is. It is. I and mean, it's I, been a while. We haven't seen interesting aliens, I think. Well, recently, I guess. But I like when Star Wars yeah. brings in interesting aliens. I do. I do, too. We got some interesting aliens here. We got. I like the Geonosians in general, the idea of, like, these insect. 
they like they like sleep in the walls, <laughs> right? Like a hive and stuff. It's different than the other when we what we've seen before in Star Wars. It is. It is very different. I like it. And I, I also like that Obi-Wan finally, he hears the plan. And so he's like, he gets to hear like, what's up? Like that, yes, Dar- you know, Darth, you know, they, Sid- Sidious did order the, you know, Padme's death and he gets to hear that stuff. Yeah. And then I like when Dooku has him captured and mm-hmm. he comes in to talk to him. He's like, no, you don't understand. I, this is a big mistake. I'm going to have them let you go. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry about this. And Obi-Wan's just not full. Yeah. But Dooku goes in there, I think he really is hoping, hey, this guy is Qui-Gon Jinn's, you know, apprentice, so maybe maybe I can convince him. Maybe I can get him on my side here. Not get him into the Sith, but get him on the side of the Separatists. Yeah, oh, just have yeah. him, because I think also, like, what Dooku is up to, I'm assuming, like, every Sith is up to, is he's trying to turn against Sidious, and he's trying to, like, find, or maybe he's just trying, he thinks he's trying to use Sidious, and he doesn't realize, yeah. you know, he's being used. I don't yeah, know, Dooku's I, I, being I played. So. I and think Dooku's yeah, being that, played because he yeah. Dooku doesn't know the plan is the thing. Like I don't think I think no, Dooku no one thinks does. The separatists are supposed to win, right? I don't think he realizes that the separatists are just a convenient boogeyman for taking over the republic. Maybe yeah. he does. I don't know. I don't he, think so. I, at least I don't think so at this point. I think it's like in in Clone Wars, which again didn't exist at this time. The, you know, it shows that he knows. Like he, like he has an apprentice he's not supposed to have, and Sidious doesn't know about until later on when he does, and right. he he tells her he tells him to kill Asaj, Asaji Ventress. Right. So, so you have stuff like that. I so, forgot I mean, that he was Asaj Ventress's master. Yeah, I really as, like Asaj Ventress. That's a cool character. As someone who is very slowly working through the Clone Wars, does he know? Does he know that Palpatine is Sidious, or is that still unclear? I think he. I'm assuming he knows. Okay. I I'm feel assuming, like, he, but I feel like he's not supposed to know, right? I mean, yeah. Standing there right with the guy. Can you be that blind? <laughs> I mean, as yeah, yes, he's got everyone. that voice. He's got this that is voice. Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just a maybe that's just a Naboo accent. <laughs> yeah, it's like I wonder if this guy looks a lot like the Chancellor is really the Chancellor, but I think oh, well. he knows. Because he makes a comment that Darth Sidious is in charge of this uh, in charge of the Senate. Yeah. Okay. I think he knows. Which, I, I which think he just doesn't he says, he says that and Obi-Wan doesn't make the connection. <laughs> right. No, because they can't. Again, like you said, the Dark Lord of the Sith is 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 controlling the Senate. Is what he says. Yeah, they think they would know. Yeah, obviously they don't, but they think they would. Yeah, and they can't accept that they don't know. Which is oh, I I also just one thing that I love they drop uh, is that Dooku was um, Yoda's apprentice. Yeah, I like that. He was Yoda's Padawan. Qui Gon was his Padawan. Obi Wan is Qui Gon. Qui Gon. It's like it's like it's like this chain. From, you know, Yoda to Dooku to Qui-Gon to Obi-Wan to Anakin, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. All the elite, all the elite uh, Jedi are just fucking everything up. So, yeah, just like, just like, it's all Yoda's fault. Yoda messed up somewhere along the line. Exactly. Okay. I'll buy it. Oh, no. I also really like when in that meeting you have the banking clan, which again, yeah, doesn't play up really play a matter in matter in this, but throughout the Clone Wars, like, I mean, little things that were introduced in this movie that, at the time, I, I, but as as the canon has progressed and more things, it, it made more sense in it. So it made me appreciate everything a lot more, and I, and it improved the movie for me, even though maybe it shouldn't, but it did. Yeah, and and also we get Newt Gunray. He's back in his um, <laughs> incredibly racist caricature, uh-huh. and he is he is like very upset that that uh, Padme isn't dead yet. 
Like you can tell he's like been obsessing about about her since oh, episode one. Uh, I do want to bring up that part when they're being wheeled out, Padme and Anakin, and that's when she like, as I said before, and she confesses her love for him and they kiss. All uh-huh. that to me, completely agree with that part. Yeah. Because you're gonna good. die completely makes sense. Yeah, that was all good. And I do I like mean, how I liked how they got to ne- uh, how they got to uh, Genosis in the first place. Anakin actually decided that all right, no, we're gonna follow what the council said. We're gonna stay because they told me to. And she goes, they told you to protect me, and I'm going after Obi Wan. And he <laughs> smiles at her like, and I'm like, yeah, you know, they're made for each other. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's great. But, but it was trouble. cool. It was cool. They're but but uh, impulsive, but yeah. trying to do the right thing. And they they do. I mean, you know, they. I love when they get there and and. <laughs> Obi-Wan's like, I told you to stay on Tatooine. What are you doing here? Or Nab- Naboo, what are you doing here? And he goes, well, we came here to save you, Master. And he looks he looks at the chains and he goes, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Or good yeah. job. I, I can't remember if it says well done or good job, but either way. It's, it's My fun. favorite is right after this when, when, when they're getting ready to be executed and they're going to bring out the monsters or the, you know, the animals to kill them. And he's like, well, I got, I'm worried about Padme. And he's like, she's on top of things. <laughs> you see her like, climbing up the hole. Yeah, she, she like, you see her, as soon as they get off the thing, she takes a lockpick out of her waistband and puts it in her mouth. Oh, okay. Yeah, you see, she as they're taking her off, she has her hands free, she grabs a lockpick, puts it in her mouth, they take her over, they chain her hands above her head, and then she gets the lockpick out of her mouth and picks the lock. She's in the background picking the lock yeah, while, like, while they're talking. I love it. She's so good in, in this. Like She is. They did a good job with her character. Well, it's very much like they're like, this is Leia's mom. Remember how Leia was like badass? This is Leia's mom. I, I like that. Yeah. And it all, it, it all really works. Well. And she's very much dressed like Leia, yeah. but, but you know, with the midriff showing. It's like if Leia like, like to wear like a belly shirt. <laughs> and, and otherwise she's got like that. She gets, she picks up the EB, uh, was it the EB-50, the, the standard Stormtrooper blaster? Uh, she oh, picks yeah. up one of those and is fighting and everything later when the Jedi show up to rescue. And that's, I remember watching that in the theater and that was like a jaw dropping moment when all the Jedi, you see the right. people, you see it like, cause they shoot it. So you just see like the robes, like from the knee that you see, like the like thigh down, you see like the Jedi robes as people start stepping out and then and all the lightsabers and they pull up the lightsabers. And um, a few of them, it's a little silly. It's like, they're, they're like, really like uh I, i'm not sure if it was because it was like a cg character or or what but a few of them it feels like they're like i don't know like they just pulled the sword from the stone you know <laughs> like there's one of them in particular is just like 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 pulls out that lightsaber like they're like they're really having a like like a hard time with it almost or like it, like it's like it's like like it's shaking with energy or something almost but and uh, uh mace windu puts that lightsaber to dooku's neck and he's like, this ends now. This party's over. Is what this party's saying. over. That's what he says. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that didn't I, bother me. <laughs> I don't remember if, I don't remember if you mentioned the line where everybody applauded. But I remember the theater, everyone was cheering when he said, this party's over. <laughs> I remember the uh, audience was like, yeah. Not in mine. No, no. The, the, the applaud part was coming a little bit later. Okay. But, uh, but yeah. I was it, it, also it, surprised how good this part was. Like, I remember this being, this part being dumb when all the Jedi show up and they're fighting. But I actually was really well done. It was good. It was good. The only thing is, is that like a few of them die. Right. But when it's all when the battle droids like kind of have them and Dooku stops the battle droids from killing them so he can talk to them, I guess. Yeah. And then you see like several Jedi who are marched into the circle without unarmed at gunpoint. And it's like, 
did the, were the battle droids told to let them surrender? Like there's, or the Geonosians or whoever, like there's several, there's like seven or eight, including uh, what's his name with the really big, like the conehead guy. That's, <laughs> on, the Jedi name Cou- that's on the Jedi council. Um, they are marched into the circle with their hands up. It's like, well, how did that go down? It, it, it's a little of it doesn't make sense, but no, I enjoyed the whole fight in the, in, in the thing. The part that I didn't like, I think the, the, the next thing I didn't like was when Yoda and the clones show up and Yoda says, a circle around the perimeter, make. Right. It was like, a very, uh, it's very forced. It's just, it's too much. I don't <laughs> this know. This movie is very much like, let's make Yoda talk like he did, talk in the fun way. But, you know, in Empire and Jedi, he doesn't really talk that much in a circular fashion. Yeah, it, it right. is, later in the movie, he doesn't. He says something else. He says, land land the craft down there or something like that. But yeah, but but yeah, that that when he says a perimeter around the a circle around the perimeter make, I'm just like, oh, that's a group. Yeah, but also like, why didn't why didn't they just shoot him when they when the army comes out? Okay, time, time to kill everybody. Let's get rid yeah of yeah. But, oh, have, so Carrie, you either of you have never played Star Wars Republic Commando, correct? I've never. I no. I have not played. It. I own it and I've read all of the books, but I haven't played the game. No. Okay. I, I do want to bring up something after this, after the recording, but what I do want to say is that like before this super meta droids did not like, okay, I'm like, those are nothing big deal. But after you play that game, you understand the fear of a super battle droid because you understand how powerful they are compared to like a blaster or something. I really like, there's a point in this battle where one of them is walking up shooting and a battle droid gets in his way and he just like slams him out of the way. Like the, the super battle droid slams the battle droid out of the way. Like, get out of my way. <laughs> oh, they're so much better. I mean, it's they are so, it's so, so cool. much more powerful. But it's just, I like the attitude. It's just like he knocks this battle droid out of his way so he can get a better line of fire. And I, I really enjoyed seeing all the separatists in this too. Like it it was much yeah. more important to me than it had ever been before. And I, and I like that. Yeah. And yeah, the battle, the battle's good. And then they, uh, they, we have a little chase scene with chasing Dooku. And and all that happens, and uh, we 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 skipped over. Uh, we already talked about Jango Fett getting beheaded. So, like, Obi Wan uh, picks up, uh, or I'm sorry, Boba Fett picks up the helmet and puts his head <laughs> to it. And it's, I love the like the the edit that they did on the I think the Red Letter Media where they show the head fall out. <laughs> Whenever he picks up the helmet like that, yeah. But that was, that was the choice. Well, rated R. Otherwise, you do yeah. see the. Sh- I mean, I've seen uh, analysis. You do see the shadow of the head come out very briefly, right as right after Mace Windu cuts it out. Oh yeah. So yeah. So they 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 made a. They were like, I'm sure they knew like, oh, it, that would be bad otherwise. So let's just let's do a digital yeah. thing where we show come out. That makes sense. I like okay. I like the death by beast. I think that was very like kind of it was kind of like gladiator ish. Yeah. Like the three. Oh yeah. The cat beast and the this this Cloverfield spider beast or whatever, and then I mean, the and they all they all come back in in the Star Wars canon. Great, they're, they're good creatures. Yeah, the uh, the the uh, the little like tiger beast thing is yeah. in the next movie too. Oh, is it right when he's uh, when he's uh, chase when uh, when he goes to have his duel with um, doesn't he doesn't Obi Wan ride one uh, when he's chasing? Oh, that's own? like a lizard thing. That's oh, it's like, like a lizard, lizard thing. thing. You're right. Yeah, yeah never mind. But no, it, it is in other things. There's definitely a lot of mention of the Clone Wars. There's a lots of different ways where those characters come back all the time. Isn't there one in Bad Batch in like the second episode, second or third episode? There might have been. I, yeah, that was a week ago. I don't remember. Yeah, it's hard to remember. 
even though we just watched it. Um, that was a couple more weeks ago, but yeah, I, I do. I don't remember, but no, I mean, it, it's something that I can definitely say. All cool. those creatures show up in like the Rhino thing is in Mandalorian season one, something close to it at least. Oh same yeah. Thing. So the all thing. these stuff, maybe the same thing, yeah, comes back over, and I'm and I'm glad about that because it makes sense. You'd have animals that exist; they're animals. So yeah, and I like how uh, Padme takes out the the tiger thing. She like swings around and kicks it off, and it falls to its de- I guess to its death. Death. No, no, it, it didn't die. Death. It just it, is stunned. It gets it ran over by the run, by the rhino. By the rhino. It gets run over by the rhino later. Yeah, and, and so does uh, so does uh, Mace Windu and um, uh, Jango Fett. So or no, Mace Windu does what Jango Fett does, and yeah. it really gets rocked by it, but then ends up killing it in a pretty cool fashion. And like, there, I guess I never also appreciated the the Clone Wars army in general in this. Like when they show up, and so. I have a question. I don't know if I'm assuming this is explained somewhere. Who the hell made all those, all those like spaceships and everything? Right. That's the same thing I thought too. I was like, I want to know more about how they, so the Kaminoans, do they also, uh, did they buy this third party? Is there like an arms manufacturer <laughs> building all these weapons? And, and, and I mean, there must be, must be some sort of arms manufacturer that's been building. I mean, later in the movie, there's star destroyers there. And we, we assume the Republic didn't have those if they didn't have an army. Right. Yeah. So like someone's building the star destroyer, like, this is this is more like we are. It's we already know it's got to be a huge expense buying this multi-million person army. Though they do say only two hundred thousand are ready to go with a million more on the they way. But that, I, I think it because Clone Wars lasts three years. I think they get fully like you know fully integrated. With how many they're making by that time? Yeah, but but anyway, so they have the chase with Dooku. If we want to get to that. One other thing about the clone army, I think it's oh yeah, clone army. I'm sorry, yeah. I think it's happening during that time, but there's a part where like they they make some really questionable choices. Okay, so when you have those big orb like spaceships that are flying, what the chances of them all being droids is highly, highly unlikely, and they're destroying them while the enemy is retreating. Yoda's like, "Come on, you're fired." I'm like, "You guys are committing like war crimes." Well, yeah, yeah, but I think they're, they're, yeah, I mean, I think their idea is that we can't let them retreat because we've got it. We're trying to stop this war right here. They think that they can stop this again. Jedi arrogance. They think they can stop the war right here in this one battle. This one battle can end it. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it is. They're attacking and retreating enemy. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I don't know, it, it really hit me this time where I'm like, this is messed up. Like, you really should be you know, leaving these people, like, let them retreat if you want to have peace. Because they talk about, we want to have peace. Like, this is not how you get peace. By killing everybody does not give you, well, does not give you peace. Well, you know, maybe that furthers the war. Maybe they're like, yeah, they, they killed yeah. our retreating forces. I think it does. Because... And we, yeah, we have to keep fighting. I think it really shows after this is where, again, what's the Dark City's plan is that you see that more and more planets, you know, side with the Separatists because of what happens on this planet. Well, I want to see that. I want a movie that shows us the perspective of the Separatists, actually. That would be so, cool. So, I got a TV show for you called Star Wars Clone Wars. There's a few episodes here and there to talk about. Yeah, that. there's a few. Yeah, that's I know. I know. I agree with you. A movie would be they, cool. they need more of that. They need more of that. And I need to rewatch Clone Wars because I, I, I watched it. Like, I haven't seen Clone Wars in, like, six years. So I mean, if you want to go down that road, I, uh, I got I'm, I'm going to do, but... do that essential viewing order thing where you only watch, like, 50 episodes. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm not watching every, I'm not watching all like 200 <laughs> episodes of a kid's show. I just can't. I'm going to at some point. <laughs> that, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I want to rewatch it again at some point because it's been a while. Yeah. But, 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 um, I, so I like the, the duel. I, I like, um, when they're chasing Dooku and Padme falls out with the clone trooper and Anakin is like adamant that they've got to land and help her. 
And Obi-Wan is like, no, like she would want us to keep, I mean, at first he's like, you'll be expelled from the order. (laughs) It's like for going back and retrieving the Senator, or do you feel like, you know, something here? Is it, I mean, obviously he knows that he likes her, but like, he's not going to get expelled from the order for, I guess for letting Dooku go. Is that what would get him in trouble? Well, I think it's more oh, he thinks he's following his feelings and not doing his duty, except, to be honest, his last mission given to him by Master Windu, which is higher than Obi-Wan, was to protect the senator. So technically yeah, he's doing and, his job. But, but even following, that's something he would get chastised for, getting kicked out of the Jedi Order. Feel, I feel like it would have to be more than that. I don't know. But anyway, but then he's like, she would. what would she want you to do? And, and Anakin's convinced. And I like that. <laughs> then they, they go to fight Dooku. And I love, like, um, Dooku, like, fires Force Lightning at Obi-Wan, and he blocks it with the lightsaber. And it's like, Obi-Wan's a badass. Look at that. Look <laughs> at him. Look at him blocking that lightning with the lightsaber. Awesome. But when, and, and Obi-Wan's like, all right, Anakin, uh, I'll kill him from the right. You take him from and, uh, the left. And, oh, and Anakin's like, yeah, charge. And just jumps in and gets messed up. <laughs> just gets Force Lightning into the wall. Just bam. Right. <laughs> I loved it. And and then uh, yeah, Dooku pulls you know pulls out the lightsaber. He's got that interesting. I I I don't know the practicality or reason for it. The curved hilt. Yeah, I'm not I, sure what that's for. Sell more but, toys. Yeah, I mean, I guess it it looks neat. It does look neat. I don't know. Would that be good? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, with with real swords, you do have different handles and different blades. So yeah, but do you have anything like that? I don't know. Maybe you do. You have scimitars. Don't scimitars have like well, a, yeah, well, scimitars not a curved are, blade, not a curved handle. Scimitars got a curve. I mean, it's the whole thing's curved, but it's it's different. I don't know. Maybe that's what I was thinking was a scimitar at first, but uh, I mean, I don't know. Christopher Lee's killed people, so I'll take you know if he was okay with it, then I'm okay with it. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. Christopher Lee has killed a, a lot of people, so like in real life. So oh oh yeah, because he was in the war. So okay. Oh, uh, he was spe- uh, special forces. <laughs> Oh, you bring up a good comment that I have to, I, that I almost forgot. Thank you. I'm glad you said that. In this, in this movie, the Camino makes a comment like, "Well, I have special forces commandos," and I'm like, "Republic commandos," because that's essentially what it is. Oh, does she say that? That's awesome. She doesn't. She does say we have a commando squad or a few commando squads. That's cool. Yeah, because the 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 commando. I, I man, I love those books. I want to read those books again. <laughs> but yeah, I like their fight. But it's cool because like Dooku is like fighting with Obi Wan, and he's like, "I thought you were better than this." I've, you know, Yoda speaks so highly of you. Come on. And then just toys with him and just like, just like could have just cut off Obi-Wan's arm and leg and instead just kind of taps him real fast to just like disable him so that he can stand over him and kill him just because he's like, I love it. I love it. It's very sinister. I was surprised how much he disables him like with a little tap. Like he hits his arm, hits the leg. He's like, oh, I'm down for the count. Uh, I mean, I, I assume that Obi-Wan is just in shock from that, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, fi- I figured it's probably equivalent to being shot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good point. Okay. I don't know. Or stabbed, I guess. I don't I've know. I've never but been yeah. shot or stabbed. Right? But I, I love when, when Dooku like, stands over him and is about to kill him, and Anakin flies across the room to block it with that green lightsaber. And then Obi-Wan tosses him the blue lightsaber, and Anakin's fighting with two. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But For then... Second. For, for a couple of seconds, but then they do this. It's so dumb. You see him, he backs away from Dooku and he chops the power coupling so the lights will go out. And I'm like, I mean, is that going to really be a problem for Dooku? Do you think it is? Like, I don't, maybe, I don't know, but sure. And they're fighting and now it's just become a light show. 
and you don't really get to see them fight very much anymore. Yeah. When I'm they sure were fighting, it actually looked pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure the idea was, oh, it'll look cool just illuminated by the lightsabers, but it just yeah. kind of makes it muddled. Or... Well, it does, but it's not just that. It's that they keep like going to their faces and just showing their faces lit up. It's like they're, it's like Lucas was going for like a thing. He was yeah. going for mood rather than showing us the fight. And it's like, no, show us. Remember how we liked Darth Maul because mm-hmm. Ray Park or whatever is like, or whatever, Ray Park? Is that a name? Ray Parker, yeah. Ray Parker. It, sure. It, I'm getting him mixed up with the guy that did the Ghostbusters theme song. So, oh, it's Ray Parker Jr. That's Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> pretty sure it's Ray Park. I'm going to find out. I don't know, but anyway, that was really cool. That you know, that guy that's like an actual martial artist doing like really badass staff fighting, and th- that was a cool thing. And uh, Ray Park, Ray Park, yeah. So doing that, I don't know, but anyway, it was fine. But then, yeah, he then he just very easily, casually, uh, it's it's actually kind of clunky. Anakin chops at him and and misses, and then just hangs his arm out there for a second or two, so that uh, that uh, Dooku can chop off his arm. And it's it's very like stunt. It doesn't. It's not. It doesn't look good. But he chops off his arm. It's like oh, there there he goes. He's got his. We've always got to have somebody lose an arm. And it was foreshadowing earlier in the bar. But the whole series, someone's getting their arm chopped off. That's like a thing. So cool. But um, but the part. This is then the part that the audience applauded. And I remember we literally stood up and applauded when you see the Yoda tap, right. you know, walk like shuffle into the room and we're like, Oh shit, Yoda. Oh man. We were going, I was 19 years old. We, that theater was going nuts when, when we see the shadow of Yoda, because yeah. that was not ruined. That wasn't in the trailers. It was not ruined. And so, and I saw it, the not opening night. I saw it opening weekend. And so seeing that, I was that was that was such a moment. Yeah, and I, I totally yeah. agree. And I think Red Letter Media tricked me into feeling like it's a bad thing to have Yoda fight. And I get that it is from a storytelling perspective of Empire. It doesn't fit the character, I guess. But it is I a lot of fun. Disagree. It's a lot of fun to see. I mean, also Empire takes place what thirty years, twenty some years, or thirty years well, later. Well, no, I just mean from his whole thing of like you know, war doesn't make you know, great warrior. War doesn't make one great. Yes, he's, but I he's feel very like much pushing peace. That's also after him losing a war, being in a war, fighting. Yeah. I mean, like I, because like yeah, again, Clone Wars didn't exist, but the idea, like even the fact that you have a three year war and their generals, I mean, they're fighting, like you know. So yeah, I can. That's, I can agree with the fact that he went through war and he's like, <laughs> fuck war, <laughs> you know, and he has a much different aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, that that's fine. Uh, I, I do that's think I that I, I think that it would be better if he didn't pull out a lightsaber, probably. Okay. But it was a lot of fun. It was fun. It was yeah, fun. When, yeah, go ahead. It was fun. They could have saved the lightsaber for the third second movie. I mean, the third movie, because he kind of does the same thing again there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, but, it's, a, it's a little I think it's a little better in that one also. But yeah, well, maybe more not. At stake. I, don't know. I mean, he does throw the whole Senate at Yoda. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never mind. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I liked when when at first though, because Dooku no lightsaber. He you know throws stuff at Yoda, and Yoda's swatting yeah. it out of the air, and then he force lightnings at Yoda, and Yoda grabs it and shoots it back at him, and then he force lightnings at him again, and he just catches it in his hand and just absorbs it, Definitely. and it's like. That was so cool. That was amazing. I don't yeah. think we needed the next thing, which is Yoda pulling out a little tiny lightsaber. And 
well, jumping around like the, a howler monkey. But the Christopher Lee line where he's like, oh, our Jedi powers are equal. I'm like, why are you saying like you're something, something about Jedi powers? No, I'm he like, says, well, this duel will not be settled by Jedi powers. It must be, do- it, we must fit, we must solve it with the light, we must settle it with the lightsaber. It, it was, that was the specific line where I, where I was like, oh man, Luke, you you're, mis- well, you're yeah. misusing your Christopher Lee. You might as well look at the camera and be like, huh, do you want to see us fight with a lightsaber? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, we do, apparently. Yeah. And I did at 19. I was like, right. this was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. It's still I it was a, awesome. a cool scene. Yoda essentially is beating him, but because he puts Anakin and Obi-Wan in danger, Yoda then stops. But in all honesty, like, again, search for Spock. The needs of Wrath of Khan, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Fucking kill Dooku. Fuck that's Anakin and Obi-Wan. That's not, that's not Yoda, though. Yoda, I know, Yoda but... would always choose life. And he, he saves him, but it's like... Remember, size matters not. So is it really that big of a strain for him to stop this heavy thing? I guess it is. We saw him have a hard time with a X. He did the X-Wing, but he had a hard time with it. What I would have really liked at this part, though, was if he, with the other hand, tried to hold back Dooku's ship. Like Vader holds back that ship in the Obi-Wan series. But then he can't do both, and he has to let go of Dooku's ship to be able to to stop them from getting That would have been really cool. Yeah, the choice. The choice comes up again. Choice of to save, you know, like to save Padme or save right, exactly. But instead, but, he's he's using yeah. all of his strength to hold up this heavy thing, and Dooku just casually walks into his ship, goes <laughs> and sits down in the front seat, and, and turns on the radio. Yeah, and the, the little droid is like, you know, you know, buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> he doesn't say that, but it it's almost seems like that. He's got a droid pilot in there. He's not even he's, worried. He's not even have... flying the ship. I love it, and his ship is um, neat but stupid. Um, yeah, it's a, it's it, a, sa- a solar sail. It's a solar hmm. sail. I wonder it, where they got the idea for solar sails from. Hmm. Any idea, Peter? From 1995, any idea? Well, I mean, that is a sci-fi trope, but it does look very similar to the DS9. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I looked it up before we did this recording. 1995 is that episode, by the way. Right. It did It did remind me of that to one thing. But as Carrie said, it doesn't serve any purpose because, for one thing, they have light drive. And yeah. the second thing, it never comes up, like, you never really see it again besides once it deploys. Yeah, well, and when he, it retracts whenever he gets to Coruscant. So he keeps right. it out in hyperspace, apparently, also. Which doesn't, to nobody. Yeah. Just nothing, none of it, it just, it's it's like, <laughs> I was like, this is a neat looking thing for no reason. Yeah, it, it should have been, it should have been somebody else's ship. It should have there's been also There's also not a space battle going on in the atmosphere. So there's just all these separatist ships up in the space out right. in space and he like goes and just flies out to them. And then the next thing we see, he's in Coruscant, but right. still other than that, it's fine. And then we do get a montage at the end. Yes, we do get it. This... We, do, we do get a montage finally with Anakin and Padme's secret wedding. Mm-hmm. And we see Anakin's uh, robot arm and it looks pretty cool. And they brought C-3PO and R2-D2 as the witnesses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure that works that way, but okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah, if you get married by droids as a count, but I guess, yeah. I'm just, yeah, I was just thinking, it was like, you know, in episode four, if, if R2-D2 is like, hey, you know, I was at your parents' wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid part. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's fine. But then we get the, the thing that you noted uh, in the, or one of you noted in the I chat. That, yeah, we see the just big clone army and, and the, and. I never ahead. picked up on this before. I mean, I mean, okay, I haven't seen this movie in years because I have disdain. Oh, I, I'm sure you picked movie. up on it the first time. It's it's like really clear. It's really obvious. I mean, you, yeah, you see the clone army, you see the ships, and a different song is playing. And then as time progresses, 
in the scene, you start hearing, and I'm like, yeah, it goes from it's playing the Star Wars like the the overture the it's doing that, and then it transitions into it does that, yeah, because it was doing the the Star Wars the the Force theme. It was doing the Force theme during Anakin and Padme's wedding, and then it and then yeah. We also we get to see Tyrannus meet with Sidious, I think, before that, and tell him that everything's going according to plan or whatever. Or for Sidious to tell him that everything's going according to plan. But Yeah. And I always think of that the one YouTube video or the joke that went around where when you know, like the whole, like how music, you know, soundtrack matters. The one where mm-hmm. Vader's coming down the ship and it plays Dude, I know or something like I can't even think of oh. it. But it plays a love song as Vader's coming yeah. out and it completely changed, you know, it just yeah, well, soundtrack, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, important, it sets the atmosphere, yeah. Yeah, so and I, I, the last thing I would say about about that, I think, it is, uh, we were mentioning the CG, and you're liking the, the I don't like, um, I really wish that they had gone to the expense and put, like, 50,000 people in uniforms, or done it some other way, but making yeah. the clone troopers CG, even, it, especially, at least make the ones that are near the camera real. Because it really stick, it, it stuck out then, but it really sticks out now that every single clone trooper is a cartoon. Right. It looks it it looks too perfect. Like they're all marching in perfect sync. sync and it doesn't it doesn't look fine because they're clones. But right. Just, but they're everything about them. The the armor's too shiny. It just doesn't look right. It just doesn't look right. It's like put them like make some clone trooper uniform. Like if this is being made by J.J. Abrams. They would be actual troopers in uniforms, and he would he would have people in actual right. you know clone trooper uniforms. I think here's here's going off that. I will say this is probably the least. It's of all the Star Wars films, it looks the worst because it's all shot digitally. And this it is does. right when digital. This is one of the first movies to be shot entirely digital. Episode one was shot on film. Right, and um, people people dog episode one with the CG, but episode one has tons of practical stuff in it. Right, it had tons of practical stuff, and it was filming on location. And episode one did a lot on location, like Tunisia and Italy and stuff. Right. And this movie has very few scenes on location. I think there's maybe this ta- there's like a couple scenes on Tatooine, and then in, maybe in Naboo. yeah. Otherwise, but Ge- Geonosis shot. looks like it, the Geonosis looks yeah. like it's entirely on a soundstage. Yeah, it's all green screen. Like most of the time, it's all green screen. Front of a green screen. And they're yeah. in front, on top of, like everything's right. green. Like the scenery that they're walking through is green screen. It's yeah. It's ba- it's, it doesn't look good. And this is this is why I do credit the sequel films, like as, as you should. Like they actually went to locations, yeah. and they I, I, I really real. I, and I legitimately I I I actually really like Force Awakens. I recognize right. that it's just fan service and unoriginal, but I I I love it actually. I think it's a lot of yeah. fun. I think it's really Same. well made. I think it has some major issues, but I love it. And I I I think that, like I said, I think the Last Jedi is actually really well made. And it, I just, it does some stuff I don't care for, but, but yeah, I, what I really appreciate about the sequel films is how much of it's practical. And, and you look at Andor and it just, it is, it just feels real. And there's only a couple of places where it doesn't look real or where, where it's really uh, when they're escaping from, when they escape from the prison right. and they're on, the, they're and on that, move- that, that particular planet doesn't look real. Everything else in it looks very real. Yeah. And this movie was, you know, George Lucas, again, was carried away. He's like, now we can do it all. With, we'll save a lot of money by doing it on all CGI. And, and, I'll, and he'll be able to make it look the way it looks in his head. Right. I think, it's, I think it's the thing is he had these really big, grandiose ideas for Star Wars that 
his budget didn't allow him to do in the 70s. Yeah. But now he's got, you know, unlimited money and no one to tell him no. Right. And he's got the toys, too. He's got the, the toys to do what he wants. And I don't know. I'm Yeah. yeah there's problems with that. There okay. is. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. This one looks the worst of all the Star Wars movies. Okay. And there's a couple last things I want to mention still that we haven't. Uh, you have the ending where Count Dooku goes and meets Darth Sidious on Coruscant. And you have that small scene where he calls him Darth Tyrannus, which then, you know, puts together that he's the one that hired Jango Fett, which you can already kind of figure out. But, you know, right. it does a good job of making sure you know that's what happened. Yeah. And he says, you know, I think this is the only time we see Darth Sidious. Am I correct? Like, we don't see a hologram of him or anything until this point. We saw we saw a hologram of him in the first movie. He I mean, talks to I mean, in this Gun Ray. In oh, this, in this in movie. Yes, yes. We don't see him until the end. You're correct. We don't see yeah. him or hear him until until right here at the end. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say. I was trying to think of anything else I wanted to mention, but nothing else is jumping out at me. Yeah, I think we've covered most yeah. of just about everything from my end. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, that brings us to our last part, Shelf Stack Kapok. And Peter, what about you? I would say, you know, unless you're a huge Star Wars fan, you can probably keep it in the box. I, don't, I forget what I said for Phantom Menace, but when I'm watching it again, you know, it's like it's it can be fun if you're a Star Wars fan and there are parts of it that are fun. And like I said, I don't think it's the worst Star Wars movie, but it just has a lot of stuff that's wrong with it. And I think unless you really, really are into it, you probably don't need to ever see it. So you can you can stuff it in that box. OK. And what about you, Carrie? Same. It's in the box. I mean, I'm not going to throw it away, but it's in the box. Uh, right. It's 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 definitely everyone should see it once. And if you haven't seen it in 20 years, maybe watch it and, you know, just to refresh. If you're going to do a rewatch, maybe fast forward through. If at any point you're watching it and you're annoyed, just skip ahead. <laughs> it's fine. And, and it'll be more enjoyable that way. But no, I, I don't. I, I bet it'll be another 10 years before I watch this again, at least. Okay. Yeah. It probably will be for me, too. I, so definitely box. Okay, I'll go last time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in the stack, actually. I was going to put this in the box originally before we watched it. I was like, this movie's terrible. And then we watched it. I'm like, what? what's happening? Why Why am I enjoying this film? You know, all but the, all but the, I mean, all besides the part with, you know, Padme and Anakin and the cringy crap. I enjoyed the film. And I don't want to let one small part that bothered me affect when I had mostly had a good time. And I was I came into this with no expectation. And I was really surprised or bad expectation. I was really surprised that I enjoyed it. I mean, I watched it twice for this <laughs> show. Like, that's not I mean, I, I've done that before, but not all. I mean, I didn't I only watched Richard Park one and I watched <laughs> this movie twice. Like, yeah, come that's, on now. that's strange. But OK, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I watch great movies on the show and I watch them once and I watch a mediocre movie and I watch it twice. I, I guess I just have a thing. Well, one, I have Natalie Portman, but <laughs> that played a big part. Yeah. So two, I just. I just, I don't know, I, I mean, I wanted to get as much experience with this movie as I could so I could come into this episode and, and give a good, like, have a good emphasis on what I, on how I felt. And I think, yeah, so it's going to go on the stack, and I'm I'm actually glad I rewatched it, so. Yeah, that's funny. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed my time. My oh, time yes. And your son finally got to see other Star Wars movies, huh? Yeah, I mean, he didn't, he didn't uh, see the whole thing, but he watched a little bit of it with me. <laughs> If he saw the Genosis battle and he saw everything but Padme, he saw enough in the movie. Yeah, I think he saw mostly the beginning. <laughs> Still, oh, okay. I'm the beginning. Hey, the beginning's good. Yeah, the beginning's actually a good part of this movie. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to our next thing that we're going to cover, and I wanted to ask you guys, and I'll ask on the air: um, Would you guys be interested in doing the Tchaikovsky's Clone Wars, which essentially was canon at the time that Revenge of the Sith came out? Correct. The you're talking about the uh, the Clone Wars, like the the like the like the five, little short stuff that was like Cartoon shorts. Network. Yeah, yeah. Because it's all on Disney Plus as one complete thing or two episodes. 
Yeah, I mean, it's only it's only like like 30 minutes total, right? No, it's like two hours. Oh, is it really? Mm-hmm. The whole thing is two hours. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, Getty Tartakovsky. Yeah, I can. It's on Disney yeah, Plus. They, and they I've, did, I've uh, never Samurai seen it. Jack and all that. And I, I saw it he, when it came out, which was 2002, 2003. It. It came out to oh, so it came out the year after. I think it ran for a couple. Did it run for more than one? I know there's like three seasons, but it's a very weird thing. So, um, but that's what I, I want us to cover that next because I want to go into Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith with that information to see if my opinion is any different. You will. So, people listening, you will you will hear that at some point before after you after you hear this at some point before you hear Revenge of the Sith. We're going to cover that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because I've I've never experienced it, and I feel like I I should. Because I'm I'm yeah. really curious if it puts in things that will make me appreciate Revenge of the Sith more. And since it was canon and it was released, it's not like Clone Wars. The Clone Wars makes me appreciate Revenge of the Sith a lot more. The later Clone Wars, but that was written after the fact, so that's a different thing. You can't really I can't compare it. So yeah, stay tuned for that coming out at some point. Since I said it on here, now I don't have no choice but to do it. Yeah, it was uh, 2003. Is it all that year? Yeah, like I thought it was only like six episodes, but it's three episodes. Oh, there, oh no, okay, there, there's three seasons. It's 25 episodes. Yeah. Okay. But it, is it three different years or is it all the same year? No, no, it's uh, 2003 to 2005. Okay. So I, mean, I, have not, I have not seen it all. I only, I, I've only seen maybe that first see that I, I've only seen maybe five episodes of it. So yeah, that would okay. be interesting. And then. It comes out in 2005 and Revenge of the Sith comes out. So t- I'm pr- assuming all of it was out before Revenge of the Sith comes out. Yeah. And so is it all available on Disney Plus? Yep. It's all on Disney Plus. Yeah. Cool. I'll watch that. Okay. So you can stay tuned for that. And then we, yeah, and we're, because we're going to do Revenge of the Sith also, obviously. So you get to hear that. But my plan to release that is around May the 5th. <laughs> <laughs> because it just right. feels, yeah. It just feels correct for me to do that. So it won't be on May the 5th. It'll probably be on May the 4th. But yeah, it'll be close enough. So that's when you get to, <laughs> to hear that. You'll have, I want to, we'll end that and then we'll go from there. So yeah. And if you enjoyed this, I'm not going to read all the Star Wars stuff anymore because that's just, I'm tired of that. But I'm going to read much. just the, the films because Peter was right. And he said last time he's like, yeah, just put a link. <laughs> so at some <laughs> point when I get off my ass, there will be a link in all, in all the show notes of stuff like this. But for now, there's not. But. Star Wars Phantom Menace, film 49. Star Wars Return of the Jedi, film 37. I'm just going to... Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, film 32. A New Hope is film 29. So if you want to cover the movies, those are the orders. Go through our giant catalog, search, you'll find them. And Peter, where can people find you at? If you search for The Fifth Civilization on Google or through anywhere books are sold, you'll find my first novel, The Fifth Civilization. It's a sci-fi... It's the first book in a sci-fi trilogy that's really awesome, and if you like Star Wars, you probably like it too. So support your local authors by buying a copy today. It's it's great. It's like... I, I've said it before, but it makes me think of like uh, Mass Effect and The Expanse. It's high praise, Gary, so thank you. I need to find my copy, because I actually... I, <laughs> I have a copy somewhere in this house. I don't know where the hell it is. Buy, <laughs> I mean, I've looked for buy, it before. Buy it again. Buy the ebook. I thought about buying the actual <laughs> copy again, but that hasn't happened yet. We'll talk later. <laughs> but I do want to buy it to support you, and I. So yes, and Carrie, where can people find you at? Hey, I'm on Twitch, Carusetta, K-E-R-O-O-S-E-T-A. I very seldom these days modify and repair video game consoles on there, and I also quite a lot play video games. Uh, just this afternoon, playing uh, Castle Crashers and then Apex Legends with my son on there. So we were doing father and son streaming with that. But uh, I also am. Backing all that up to YouTube and trying to grow my YouTube channel as well, which is also Carusetta. All right. 
And as you hear me say many times, you can find our entire catalog on Podbean. You can find most of a lot of what we do on Spotify and iTunes because I found a way to increase the amount of episodes I think that are on there. So you can find more of our giant catalog, but everything's on Podbean. We do movies, comic, games, TV shows, whatever I can find people that want to talk talk with me about. Also, I'm to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena. If you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon. You can subscribe to our Patreon for a dollar a month and vote in our every month is a different poll. I don't know what it'll be this month. I haven't written that yet, so you can go when this comes out, so you can go check that out. And I also want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker, who did the MCU movies with me. He started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. Definitely go check him out. You see the link in the show notes to his show. And please follow us on Discord and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube, but audio only, but we are on YouTube. And that's everything I need to say, so we will see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. See ya. This party's over. <laughs> <laughs>